listening to the bomb hole. Bomb hole podcast. It's going to be very hot. It's going to be very uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> the bomb Gonna slide down in big hills, you know what I mean? On the big, nice burgundy snowboard. Okay, here we go again. Very excited about today's episode. Uh, it is presented by Pub Beer and Liquid Death. Now, first things first, I gotta ask my friend Stony Buds, how are we doing today? So good, my dog. God, I love hearing that. Now, to my left, we have good friend and incredible human Jake Kuzik. Jake, how are we doing? I'm good. I'm I'm giggly. I'm going to be a giggly guy through this. You guys are amazing. Thank you. <laughs> we're going to have we're going to like weird hearing it. I'm like, "Oh my god, this is it." <laughs> well, we're about to go on a little banter uh, marathon excursion, if you will. Mm-hmm. Sure. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. Um for the people that are unfamiliar with you and uh, your your body of work, we'll call it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh you've pretty much one of the best video part uh, kind of snowboarders of all time. Mm-hmm. You got video part of the year uh, for Landline, which if you haven't seen is absolutely incredible. We're going to talk about all that stuff, tons of snowboard talk. Also, one of the earliest openly gay male pro snowboarders to come out. So that's huge. We're going to get into that. And first things first, I think we should run it back to the peg, a.k.a. Winnipeg. So you're from an area that's the beginning right there for yeah, sure. Where there's not there's not too many snow pro snowboarders from there. It's basically farmland. What, what's I mean, going more on than the, you would think, though, too, to True. be honest, like, especially from when I was young and coming up, even compared to like some, I mean, I hate to say it even now, there's like, I feel kind of lucky because we were like snowboarding in this moment where there was like quite a few people and the community was like really strong. And we had guys like Andrew Jeeves and yeah, for sure. Legend. Andrew absolutely needs one of those. And then, uh... Kevin Griffin and, and uh, uh, like so many other pals, Jody Washniak is still doing it. Um, Dare Reed, who is amazing, and like we were also sort of like um, just really, really into it, you know, like equally as like each other. So that was like really, really special because I kind of don't. Th- it's rare, you know, that you actually have that, especially from a place like Manitoba where there's just not much cultivating the scene, and the mountains don't really like produce these like insane snowboarders all the time just because well literally there is no mountains it's like actually the flattest place i think like in north america maybe or like i'm willing to like maybe just try put some money on that because it's crazy i was looking at a picture we of got kansas of probably like that huh? just flat <laughs> pretty much i've actually never been to kansas uh, so i can't even say you can just see his eyes the i can see yeah no straight about i'm like at night on the highway you're driving and you just see lights coming at you yeah. like one set of lights and it's like 20 minutes you're just watching them come mm-hmm. it's ridiculous but the picture of is it called spring hill winter park yeah, that's, that's so, it exactly so there's a picture that we'll put on the screen and it's basically like you can see this tiny little resort and it literally just looks like farmland all around there's like nothing around well from okay that angle the 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 scoop on it is that like so and i can't remember the exact year where they did this but the city of winnipeg built this ditch all around the entire city and it's called the floodway and it's sort of like there's this river the red river that runs through the city of winnipeg and when all the melt happens in the spring all of the snow sort of like goes into the river and all these homes are on the embankment of the river and like it gets really really full and it can flood everything and it's happened many times so they built this floodway which is where all the water like floods out to in the spring except in the winter there's nothing on it it's just this like triangular freaking like ditch thing and that's where they put the rope toe. So it's literally like they built this ditch and then they just, somebody was like, I don't even know how it worked exactly. Cause it must be like 
I don't, I don't think you can like lease that land. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works, but they like just put a rope toe on it and the world's, uh, at some point, definitely when I was young, it was the world record shortest high-speed quad chair. That's so wow. sick. Yeah. And uh, one tree. There's one tree because they all get washed away in the flood. Well, I got to ask, because <laughs> I like to refer to it as the peg. Now, as like a local, is that, um, is that chill? Like, are, do you guys call it the peg? I or? mean, yeah, some people call it the peg. I feel peg. like maybe... Uh, not, not any, anyone there, but it's definitely like if you bring it up, like I'm from Winnipeg, people be like, the peg. They love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I get Does it from the city get snowed? You, can you jib there? Yeah. We, that's what, what we did. Like growing up with all those people I mentioned, like it, we just filmed each other and yeah. we would just go and like hit street stuff. Like that was it. That was all yeah, like we had. I've been to well, every other city except Winnipeg. I mean, there's nothing good there. No. There's like, no, it's like, it's pretty painful actually. We were definitely like bleeding it dry for like anything. But winch, it looks bro. cool. It's an old city, you know, yeah. like it's, it's, it's like, uh, I think it's comparable to Chicago. Some people say like the downtown. I mean, that's like probably, uh, that's making it sound good, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's kind of a perfect segue from, um, a question from a dear friend of both of ours. Uh, Mr. Latex Manchi. Yes. Manchi Bungie. I was hoping. He does not go by that. Uh, <laughs> but maybe it'll stick. Jet I think Ant- he bunged a little bit this winter. Maybe <laughs> you go bungee back. Yeah, he, actually, he was telling me he he's owns, not afraid to. When he it's got to get done, he, he'll do it. He said for he good reason. Multiple bungees. So. Oh really? Yeah, he was telling me that on mm. the phone while I was doing research for this. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hey, what's up, Chris, Buds, and Jake? Um, my question for you, Jake, is just what was it like when you first started filming, and what inspired you to start filming video parts? Um, I know that you used to film skateboard parts as well, and did that come first? And when you did get in the streets and start filming snowboarding, what kind of trials and tribulations did you go through, and what did you find to be the most difficult? Alright guys, uh, love you guys, and I hope you're having a good day, and I'm really excited to hear this episode. Peace. Oh, that was sweet. Jed. I feel like he was probably driving around in his truck. Kind of sounded like it. Yeah. He said he'd been scoping for spots. Yeah, he just got a really cool new Forerunner. I think he got. It's nice, cool, like kind of. Yeah, there you go. Nice vehicle. It's his first one, I think, in a while too. Um, yeah. So I started filming. I started skating, and then I think I started snowboarding the following winter. I don't. We we started filming. I always had a camera. I don't know what it was. I can't even like put that one all the way back. Like I just had this, first I had this like really tiny mini DV Canon thing with one of those like classic squeeze clip on fish eyes that you bought from like whatever Leo's camera store, whatever you would have. And like, so I always had one of those and we filmed skating in the town I grew up in and stuff like that. Um, Always. And I was really into filming probably more than being filmed actually back then. Um, and so, yeah, and I just, like, grew and grew and grew. I was obsessed with, like, paying attention to, like, what people were filming with in the videos and stuff. And, like, I couldn't afford any of it, but I wanted it. And then snowboarding was, like, right after that. Uh, and I didn't start filming snowboarding, like, like anyone or being filmed for probably f- the first three or four years at least. But prior to that, we were always filming skating. And I actually was like, we were like, I like found a group of people that were older than me and they were super into it. And they were like, we're doing this every weekend, the full, like, you know, Friday to Sunday, I would get like dropped off in the city by my parents. And I would just like stay the night with these older guys. And we would just like film skating. And like, we worked towards these projects and we made them every single summer and like premiered them. Literally like what we do now, like the whole process, but like from 
a really early age, like 13 or 14. I posted a bunch of footage actually recently of this. It's kind of funny. And it like brought back all these memories for the first time in a really long time. But, and then I just think I got like sparked off that. And I was like, we can do this snowboarding. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I love snowboarding. I have always had more fun snowboarding. So I was like, we have to do this now. And like, like I said, we had that crew and everyone was into it. And so we just, I just started filming each other. But at first it was just a video, like all in the park at that Spring Hill place. And then, and some jumps, maybe there was a few street tricks, like barely. And then the second year there was, um, then we made it like a little more legit. It was like no park stuff. Maybe I think we, our rule was like just jumps like in the park and then like, uh, all street spots. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've just been doing it forever and I've been like obsessed with both sides of it. Like it's been, it's weird to think about. But now, who did you look up to at that early age? Like, who are you like, that's the guy or, you know, who are your early influences? Like snowboarding? Yeah. Um, I was just talking with Mikey about this actually at the premiere two nights ago, but definitely the first video I saw that was like, okay, what the fuck was, uh, was love hate. Mm. Like I, I, for sure. I had seen a bunch of stuff before that. Like I, 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 yeah, dude, it's like the, that's the best video ever. But, uh, I watched Optigrab a lot prior to that, which I still love so much. Actually, maybe more so now. And then we had like Stand and Deliver. That was kind of like, I think those were maybe the same year. Um, and so I was into that stuff. But then once that came along, it was like, okay, I think I was 14 and I saw that and I didn't really know what to make of it. Like, I didn't understand it back then. You were there, like, the whole time. Yeah. I remember <laughs> we were watching it the other night, and I was, like, looking at Little There's that clip of you, like, standing there and, like, maybe, like, fingerboarding in, oh. the, in the credits or something. It's super funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I just, like, loved it because it was so much more than just the snowboarding. But also they, they, the, the focus was always still there on the snowboarding and, like, everything around it, of course. But it was always kind of, like, tied back in. And, you know, there was there was so much more to read between the lines in a video like that than like anything to me that I had seen before. And yeah, just being a kid, even I was like, okay, what is up with this? Like, it took me two years to figure it out. I remember watching it like so much for two years. And then Burning Bridges came out the next year. And I think I loved that even more. And so all those guys from there, like, like Daryl, for sure, 100%. Shout out to Daryl Mathis, please. And thank you. Yeah, the absolute goat. Um... I owe him probably more than absolutely anyone else. The spit song too, is that the dude? Spit? Yeah, it was the that's spit song. So good. Yeah, cool. that was in love hate, and then like uh, they just looked cool and they did their thing, and you could tell that it was like a step away from just everything else in so many ways. Whether that was like the outfits and like the way they filmed it and the way it was cut, and just like yeah. So pretty much every single person I worshipped Justin Hebel. Uh, I thought Andy Forgash was like the coolest. He's kind of this like he's got so much mystique to him. That guy to this day for me. I like only met him once in Portland in like a restaurant for two seconds. And I was like, damn, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. All that stuff, man. That was like the, that was it. Solid. Yeah. Uh, we, while we're on the early day stuff, I have another question from an early day friend and current friend, Jody Wachniak from airtime. Here we <laughs> nice. go. Yo, what's going on, Chris Eastone. You got my boy, Jake Kuzik in the booth. How's it going, Jake? Have a good time. Um, it's Jody from the Airtime Podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but I did. Um, uh, what was it like to grow up in Winnipeg, my man? Um, maybe elaborate on any or all of the following. Chris Sanyuk's car, crowbar, and Anthony Hayward's house. Looking forward to this one. Peace. 
<laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's a big question, but I'll try to do it in order and make it make sense. Um, Anthony Hayward was like our childhood best friend to this day. Still great guy. Just don't, he lives like on the other side of the world. But uh, he kind of was the one spot everyone has it where like it's the house where like everyone stays the night and links up and it's like always the door is wide open and they were like so nice and like whatever. So we would always stay there. Um, that was just like where we landed. And then Chris Sanyak, the guy he mentioned after that, he had, I can't remember this Oldsmobile. One of those like old cars that like have like the six seater, like full bench style seating and they just like ride so smooth. It was like brown or something. I can't remember what kind of whip it was, but he would just come and either stay with us or pick us up. He was about three years older than us, maybe four. And he knew how to get around the city. He actually had been snowboarding way longer than us and he was just like the best. So he would take us in out everywhere. And it was just cool hanging out with this like sweet older dude that was just like kind of, I guess like, especially in, in where we were from, Jody and I lived like a bit more sheltered lifestyles. We had like really like good family situations and we were like super lucky in that regard. And like, uh, it was nice, I think for me to be around someone like Chris, like in the city and he just like, you know, had a bit more freedom and did what he wanted and was like rough around the edges and just like a good dude for all that. But still like just a total sweetheart kind man. So it was like the perfect person to sort of take us in at that time. Um, and then Crowbar is just this really awful down rail that we would go to like every single day. It's a great nickname. That's yeah, awesome. Nickname. Yeah. I was curious about Crowbar. <laughs> crowbar, <laughs> crow, it was because Crowbar, it was like this rail that went down to that red, all the spots go to the river because it's the only thing with a bank. Mm -hmm. Uh it was, um, <clears throat> it was like they would they would like fence it off the like the right at the top of the set because it was front side and a backside rail, and they would they would fence it off so you couldn't get at it. And I think the first time someone like whatever like like revived the rail, it was like they used a crowbar to rip down the fence, so it just got called crowbar. Good, Great name. What'd you serve man. up on that thing? It was really weird. It was like this round bar that was really flat. Uh, I think it did like a switch front board 270. I liked that one. Um, probably so. Oh, you know what? That was when I was doing like a lot of those really bad, like I thought they were so dope, but like where you'd like press and then like spin to the other side of your board and like the swivels. Yeah. But like, I would be like, I'm like, it's different. I'm like pressing and I'm like really fucking I'm trying with it. I'm kind of rocking. Yeah. I mean, there's a place in time. I think now I've actually been like rolling that one around in my head still for I a couple like of years. In Canada too. I always saw people doing those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jed was a freak at them mm -hmm. and Max like Legendre and yeah. those guys maybe. And at a time like that, when we were doing that stuff on that rail, I didn't know Jed yet. I hadn't even like left Manitoba, but I like saw the shit he made with Graham Foy and stuff like that. Like when they were like kids, mm -hmm. like post forum pre Solomon. Mm -hmm. And so like, I would like watch him and I was like, dude, this he's so he legit. Game called the cheese dicks. That was his shit. I think it was a little after. Cheese. Yeah. Oh, it was after. Yeah. yeah I think I was, I guess part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you were <laughs> part of the gang? I think so. Sick. I think so. Maybe it was, it was a blog. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Blogging. I remember he just oh, had it like across a home, his helmet. A, a like, friend blog. Yeah. Big old CD. I love that about Jed. There's so much history with him. He's just kind of always done stuff like that. Dude, so ahead of, yeah. the, ahead of the curve yeah. and all that. But I, I just want to dive right into, you know, people refer to you as the jibologist. Okay. And <laughs> I, I don't know if it's, you know, there's it's kind of part sports psychologist, part spot analyst, kind of like whether you're setting up a spot and doing a trick, you can either, you can either break down what needs to be set up at the spot or what the person body mechanic-wise is doing wrong. I know with animals, you've told them a lot. You've helped them out a lot with how to set up spot or how, how to 
how to psychologically trick him into doing a trick or whatever, <laughs> whatever it ends up being. You know, you know what? That in particular, I think is a skill I learned from filming. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I spend so much time in that environment, whether it's me doing it or me filming someone else do it, that you just learn these nuances of like when to sort of leave it or when to jump into it or like what certain people need. And sometimes that involves like a bit of like manipulation, you yeah, know, like sure. that they don't even realize that they need or like even they're like down for it. They know what you're doing, but they like like the process. They're like, yeah, we're going to like, you know, I mean, with filming, it's like I'll get in the car and like we won't talk about where we're going to go and we'll pretend like we don't both have the same thing on our mind. <laughs> like we're going to go to that thing and you're going to try that trick or whatever. But when we get there and you like don't take the camera out for a while and like all these kinds of things. And so like I think just like with someone like Dan, I've. I just like naturally do those things with him mm-hmm. and him with me. I, actually, he's like one of my favorite people to film with. I've probably gotten some of my best stuff because he slows me down and then I maybe just like knock some sense into him <laughs> and then, like, and then, and then uh, it's good. I love it. Yeah. Well, going back to talking about the early videos that inspired you. And if you look at snowboarding from like a longer timeline, you know, you watch the early, early videos, like tricks have just been, refined and refined and refined and refined and gotten better and and uh, maybe a switch 270 or 270 you saw jp walker do in decade is not the same one that you see justin benny do in burning bridges yeah and so so what yeah i guess kind of do you have anything to add to that kind of topic yeah well i mean i think you and i can relate to this because like well we probably both started being like hooked up around a similar time yeah but like that was in a moment where snowboarding was really focused, I feel, on, like, technical street tricks were really, really growing at that time and evolving quickly, but not to the point it is now. It was, like, still sort of, like, within this world of, like, rails, more specifically, you know, like, a lot of down rails, kink rails, and it was just, like, what tricks can you do in those environments that haven't been done or whatever, you know, and so especially like I'm a bit younger than like all the guys that were like out in Quebec, but them being Canadians and them being like hooked up and seeing them in these videos and like how focused they were on sort of the details that make up those tricks and doing them really, really well. I was like so inspired by that. And I think just the kind of person I am too, like the way my mind works, I like latched onto that really quickly. Cause I was just like such fans of like, obviously Louis and then Alex Canton and like, um, Laurent, LNP, like the, all of them. And they all have this like similar thread and not even just them. Like you mentioned, Justin, like that move, that cab 270, the switch front side 270, Justin did like, it's like the best thing ever, you know, mm-hmm. ever. And so like that was happening and it sort of was like maybe perfect timing for me because I sort of like think like that naturally and move like that naturally a little bit. And so like, I, I was just like, developing my snowboarding kind of like in that world at that time and I think you know people like you said earlier you're like oh you're you know you seem to be quite refined and all this it's just a product of like my personality and that moment in snowboarding that was like going on all around me Mm -hmm. because I wanted to be like this is what they can do I want to be that good you Mm -hmm. know I want to be like right there Mm -hmm. and I was like two years younger so it was just like kind of that perfect window where I was like damn I have two years to like be in that video and like do these tricks and like, you know, and it was a little easier to focus cause it's like, it's just kink rails. It's just rails. And like, if you have a good drop in or some shit, you can, you're like, you got the moves. You can do like five tricks in a day on one rail. And suddenly you're like, Oh, I have like a million clips and like whatever. So 
I mean, I think, I think it just was like this weird storm where that was like what was happening and that was what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, there's, there's so much things. My brain's going off. <laughs> cool shit to add there because I got mo- multiple different directions I go, but, but first things first, I got to say, uh, around that time, if we're going to be on some trick nerd shit. Oh yeah, like, let's go. Like the nose slide 270s. I don't even like that one. And the yeah. nose blunt 270s though, like every, like you were the on the forefront of that. I remember we were, you know, where we were at in the States and we're like, you see that see that Kuzik and the Camp of Champions that it do like a nose blunt two seventy or whatever oh we'd see it it was it was cool like that nobody nobody rocked with that at uh, at that point but you were you were kind of blazing the trail on dude that. at that time that's such a ridiculous story I was like <laughs> I love this do you know yeah, the one yeah yeah, yeah yeah okay I feel like we talked about lots I was I was at um what's the bar in Charlie's Charlie's, Charlie's yeah. I was at Charlie's and. I mean, I didn't come to the States that much at this point. I was like just starting, but I think it was when this footage had come out and, uh, I'm like, you know, hanging out with my friends at the bar and then I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And I'm in there like taking a pee at the urinal and like some guy comes next to me and like starts peeing at the urinal next to me. And I don't know who he is. And then he like turns to me and he's like, Hey, uh, is your name Jake? And I was like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and <laughs> then he's like, time to talk, yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay. Like, and then he's like, I just like wanted to say I absolutely love your no slide two seventies, <laughs> and I was just like, and I was like, what? Like, this is so nuts. Um, thank you. Uh, I was like, that's very sweet of you. You know, like I'm like so weird, and I think like maybe it was actually like a homie in the end or something. Totally. I can't yeah. remember who it was, but yeah, like getting the compliment on your moves like at the urinal while you're peeing is like kind of crazy. That's some legendary shit. Yeah. <laughs> But also what you were talking about earlier, I want to bring bring back to kind of like explaining maybe just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, right? So mm. a lot of people might say, um, take, for example, like Seb Toots, for example. Like, you know, Seb Toots can do some fucking incredible shit on a snowboard. Like he can do oh, yeah, rotations that I can't even count and like back rodeo onto rails. And, and that's like to, something else though. That's like a different world. That's that is like I I don't even feel like I like rest in that like that world that aspect of snowboarding is just like I'm like there's something I do and then that is just like I don't know what else that is. It's realm, just like totally right? I don't even yeah. like I actually try not even to like occupy my mind over there at all. Like True. people ask me all the time about like contests and who's doing this and what and I'm just like not only am I like honestly just so uninterested but it actually like kind of uh i'm like if i pay any mind to that it's just gonna like distract me from the things i'm trying to do over here with my friends yep. you know what i mean like so yeah well but well, well to go to go kind of lean into that a little bit more take for example you guys were both to hit a rail let's not say we don't need to use a name <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to use the name but like, but like yeah, <laughs> session, right? imagine like some people might he might let's say you're both hitting something he goes front 350 front three off right and you're like holy shit that was like wild right untrained eyes like that was absolutely incredible but you may go fucking pop wait front two put it between the binding <laughs> fucking hold it back to switch like kind of like classically trained per a good form all these things the trick looks right and, and um it's so funny because it's like i'm so much more drawn to a rider like you and i was i asked myself why why am I so much more drawn to Kuzik? And it's like, because the devils are in the detail, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you're you're a nerd just it's like It's like me. an art, <laughs> yeah. an art form yeah. with Jake. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I look at it like, and sometimes it seems funny because it's like snowboarding. But at the same time, it's like, we all love it so, so much. And like my entire life is based around this, you know? And so like, 
from a creative perspective, it's like, if you're going to put this much energy into something, this much of yourself, why wouldn't you do it? Like not only the best you can do it, but like pay attention to these things so that like it can be so much more than just something like difficult, you know? And you'll, I get way more satisfaction out of that. Like I can watch things at the end and be like, oh, I like really cared about it. And I really tried. And like, based on all of these things that I've, you know, find important and like hold true, like I'm really proud of what we did. You know what I mean? And like that to me is like so much more interesting and you can see it. You can see it. You can like, not everyone I feel like can see it, unfortunately, but like those who know, know, and, and you can spot it from a mile away. You know, like you, like, what does it mean? You talking about like the new videos that just came, Good Sport. Yes, and like, absolutely. And, and um, Cole's video. And Cole's video living room. Like I've seen a lot of snowboarding stuff this winter already. You know, it's October now or whatever. I'm not sure if we can date the time where we are here, but. That's okay. Yeah, th- we're, we're a month behind. Yeah, so okay. But uh, yeah, and it's like, I've seen a bunch of videos and they're great. They're actually better than they've ever been by far. But then, you know, the other night we were at the premiere and we watched these two good sport and living room and it's like, there's something you just almost can't even put into words. Like they're just, they're just like, that's it. You know, like they gave it all and they care so much and they're so talented and they took their time and they like thought about what was going to make like a really great video and like a good experience for themselves and for the people who are going to get to see it after. And like, I love that. I like attached to that so strongly. And like, I'm so glad that not only is that still happening, but like, to the level that these guys just did it is like beyond what I ever thought like I would be in and around, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I, it was too, and we were talking about this. Like I just, Cole's video did something I think that hasn't been done in a while. Um, Cole and John and, and everyone else that was a part of it, Mark O'Malley, but like they did something like truly kind of, it's really hard to make a unique video right now. There's just like the medium has just been like beat to shit. Yeah. And when you're filming something like snowboarding and it's like focused mainly in and around like tricks, it's really hard to get creative with it because you can like lose an audience or you can like, you know, it always sort of has to come back to that. It always has to come back to the tricks. So to find like alternate ways of like building out a video to make it interesting, but still keeping your attention and keeping the energy it's a hard thing to do that and to do it fresh. And like both those videos did it and like living room to me, like from an editing perspective, like just did something totally new. And like, I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's like, a, I can see little influences of course, but they did it in this way that I find to be like so honest and so impressive. Like I've seen it three times now and I'm like, okay, I'm still juiced. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, to see that, you know, and it's also the thing, the effect that those videos have on me too is, you know, I'll be totally honest. Sometimes like we're, we're here at the bomb hole. We see so much snowboarding. We digest so much snowboarding. We're, we're kind of, we're kind of in it for lack of a better term. Yeah. And you, you get a little desensitized at times, you know, to just so much footage and so much, so many things. But like, when I watch those videos, I, like you said, I was basically like, this, this is it. This, this makes me proud to be a snowboarder. This shit makes me proud to do what we do and call, you know, call for lack of a better term. And put, you know, if we're going to put a label on ourselves, whatever, as a, as a snowboarder in air quotes, like, fuck, that's it. Dude, that, that's the shit that is the, is the sickest. Yeah. You know? no, and for and sure. you guys do a great job of vans. And if you look at, you know, it's pretty cool. It's like the arc of your career. You came up, 
awesome sandbox parts, uh, sharpened your teeth, back nine filmed by a heli. Which <laughs> yeah, that was probably the last time I did a back nine, like oh. 10 years ago or some shit, but. <laughs> Formative years. <laughs> and you no. seemed like you sharpened your teeth in those videos, had a bunch of sick uh, segments, some no slide same ways on some rails, <laughs> some heat. And then, and then you rode, you know, 32, you rode with like me and Scott. And, Which was the best. And Joe Sexton. It was so, dude, yeah, we had I so many fun that. years. We it went to New amazing. Zealand. It was fucking awesome. I still remember those trips like very vividly. Mm -hmm. You know, there's moments that like you can't hold on to as easily. Now, I mean, dude, it's been, I think I've been a sponsored snowboarder for 14 years and like, or 15. And then like professional for 11 but I remember all those trips so good. They're like the best. Totally. Awesome. I mean, they're also the first ones for me where I was like, I'm doing the damn thing. Like I'm like with these crazy guys and we're like so far away from home. And like, I don't know. It was like, it was so cool. It was wild. Eating insane food and just like hanging in like the van and like Joe just being so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Sex and all yeah. on fire. <laughs> where were you guys? We went, we had a memorable one in New Zealand. Yeah. I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. We remember. We Sounds like it. Awesome I remember trip. some <laughs> shit of you trying to like nose pick off the top of like a fucking speaker on top of a mini ramp and like <laughs> hanging up so hard on the deck and yeah. going straight to your shoulder yeah. and the, <laughs> <laughs> i have another story that goes through, but i don't know if we're gonna share that yeah, one we, let's not share that <laughs> let's uh try to queue up that footage please. yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's some more stuff that happens on that yeah, one yeah, yeah. i might be in like a lawsuit for the, oh no uh, um, actually you know no, what, I'll, fall I'll, so you fall is all i'll say maybe, I will, <laughs> i'll share i'll share it who gives a shit yeah, all right so it's there, been a while this is pretty this is a good time we were we were in um new zealand and a, a woman happened to like borrow my i walked in to the the bar and a, a woman borrowed my jacket she was wearing it right and really I, nice 32 bomber it was a 32 yeah. bomber just things bombs over swag deck we're talking <laughs> about this thing. it was pure flame yeah. so uh i i was like literally it said on the arm ball till you fall yes exactly yeah. Yeah, really was, yeah oh yeah it was uh yeah it was stitched on there we're starting to fall too so we gotta be careful <laughs> that we gotta, gotta reel in the ball in here so um no but this so so she's wearing it and we had been it's the summertime here <laughs> and it's winter time there so we're in summer mode i'm just getting shit faced back when i used to drink and uh i go over to her and i pick her up and like throw her over my shoulder <laughs> but i was a little bit cross-eyed i'd been and i didn't have the best it was, it was later in the evening and i accidentally point. did like a slow tip like reverse suplex <laughs> no yeah like a like <laughs> like kind of just slow tip backwards and i just literally like pile drived her directly into her head it was bad jeez oh, dude <laughs> yeah this so. is after like falling off the top of a speaker into the <laughs> mini ramp like this is like you know what i mean like I all, all, and like earlier in the night was like I think Chris like judged like a like a scaffoldings contest in the street out front of the bar. Like this is like the night, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's Queen insane. Full but suplex. Where, where, yeah. where, where I was going with this originally though? We <laughs> yeah, were, where are we? So is Holy that smokes. that uh, you know you as you, you're on 32 is awesome, and then you you went over to Vans and like if you watch. You know, once you got there, you filmed the welcome to the team part, which is incredible. And then eventually your landline part, which you really, f I feel like, found yourself. Like, there was, like, the, the Kuzik formative years, and then there's, like, Kuzik in landline, and you're like, fucking, let me put my stake in the ground. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. You, know, you kind of found that. yourself, you know? I mean, yeah, I mean, and also, like, you kind of breezed over it, but, like, for anyone listening, that's not, like, that's like six years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that wasn't like two years and it just happened. But uh, it takes that long, you know? Like it takes that long. Like winter is short and, you know, you only get so much within it and there's only so many years in your body and snow and everything else. It's crazy. It's kind of fucking crazy. Like I feel like I step back from it sometimes and I'm like, 
Dude, filming a video part in one winter is insane for anyone. Anyone that manages to do that, like, congrats. It's crazy, you know? So it's really cool. But, um, yeah, uh, I, it just takes that time, you know? Like, Especially to do it well, how you want to do it, to refine your style, to be the people you all mentioned earlier are all, the, like, the people that stick out and stand the test of time yeah. to me. And that's kind of what you're going for when you're riding, so. Yeah, yeah, and I mean. Every and, trick is like a piece of art almost. You yeah, know? and the things like, too, like the spots and the opportunities don't always come. You have ideas every winter, or like you hope to, and you kind of like try to make them happen and manifest them, but like, I know personally, too, I'm pretty particular with like when and what I want to snowboard on, and sometimes only so many tricks um sort of work in that direction towards that spot in that moment, whether that's like all the things, you know? So it, it's just like, you can't get it all done. And it takes years of like sort of developing how you feel about it and knowing how you work too. That's crazy. Like I'm still learning that, you know, mm-hmm. like getting anxious or getting frustrated or getting like, you know, you're away from home forever. Sometimes you're with people you like don't even know that well, you know, it's like an emotional roller coaster. It sounds ridiculous, but it like totally is. Yeah. And I mean, being on the trips is the best. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't, uh, I'm not dogging that at all. Like it's, it's, I wouldn't change it for anything, but it, it can just be hard. And like learning that process is just, it's nuts, you know? And so I think, but also by the time we got to doing landline, I just knew that that opportunity was so crazy. You know, like I, I literally would like, go to bed at night while we were filming that video and I would just sit there and be like, this is insane. Like, I snowboard for Vans. That's like insane. I can't even put that into words still. You know what I mean? Like, I... Straight up, like, I don't know, maybe I'll get in trouble saying this, but like, I was on 32, you know? And I was so happy to be there with you guys and had like the best time. But kind of like you said, there was moments in it where I knew that it wasn't really exactly me or what I was looking for as like a place to like land sort of indefinitely and I I don't know even at that young age I could kind of sense that like I was like really grateful for the opportunity and like so many amazing people brought me there Dave Bernie and Vancouver got me on initially and like it was like just like it was yeah give Dave one of those and like it was like it all made sense and I'm so glad I did it but there was a moment where it just sort of like changed and ran out for me and I was just like this isn't it and I want to do something else, and I want to do something more, and I want to, like, be a part of it more, you know, like, like, I, I can be, like, a bit of a, a control freak, I guess, so, like, in some ways, I'm, like, I just want to have my hands in this more, because I, like, love it, and so, you yeah, you know, and, like, it was, like, it, it's hard when you, when you don't have the ability to do that, it can just feel like you're just, like, a bit, like, creatively held back, so, like, I, I just knew, like, I want something else. And that was right when um, Kevin Casillo had gotten the job at Vans. And previous to this, Vans was, like, a bit of a locked box. Yeah, hit Kevin, like, big time. Thank you. And, like, uh, you know, there was, like, Daryl was on, Andreas, and, like, and Zach and these people. But it wasn't really the program it is now as far as, like, how sort of, like, developed it is. And so I, like, always wanted to ride for Vans. But it just seemed like this un unattainable thing like how do you even get in there these guys who are in there are all so good and so unique and they kind of like I don't know it just seemed like this really untouchable thing and so like Kevin starting to work there and me being at this point really close with Daryl like we had filmed now for a couple of years together with others like Fiji and just other stuff and like I always respected him and I think 
you know, we start, he started to develop some respect for me as a friend and just like as a snowboarder. And he worked really hard to get me in there. And it was not like an overnight thing. Like it, I think the whole process, like beginning of the conversations between Daryl and Vans and then me starting to have the conversations with Vans and just the whole thing was like, like eight months over like a year, you know, kind of like end of spring all the way up until winter of the following year. <laughs> I have a couple of Patreon questions that go with yeah, this. This up. is a cool time. Um, first of all, thank you, Patreon members. We cannot do this without you. The support is incredible. This first one is, uh, you were talking about Daryl. This is from Lance Hacker. Oh, nice. Ask him about how Daryl was a little suspect on him after <laughs> he was a guide for Daryl. LeBlanc and Justin Benny. Oh, that's yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I I <laughs> mean, no, the first, the, the, yeah, the first, the first trip that I ever did, kind of with like pros, I guess. I, don't know, I remember I was like eighteen, maybe. I think I had just started getting K two boards, and uh, these guys all flew to Calgary for the first VG. It was like Daryl, Mikey, Justin, uh, Mikey LeBlanc, Justin Benny. Um, my friend Jan Snarsky was filming the first video at the time and I was living with him in Whistler. So there was this weird connection where like I, <laughs> I knew him really well. He filmed them. They didn't know I existed, but I worshiped these guys. And so basically Jan was driving out to Calgary. He's like, yo, we're going to do this quick trip, catch a storm. These guys are all going to be there. Like, and like, this is amazing that he did this, but he was like, dude, they really want you to be there like so bad. Like they've seen your shit. And at this point I'm like, how the fuck would these guys have seen me <laughs> snowboard? But also like, cause that was like a sandbox video. I'm like, there's no way these dudes are watching this shit. I had like a half part or something. And, uh, and then I'm like, well, whatever he says, they're down. Like, let's fucking do it. And I like get in the truck, drive to Calgary, get there. And I'm just like, so quiet. Like, so just like, this is insane. Like, Mikey's wearing like the sickest holding shit. Like, I'm like, I don't even understand. Like I worship all of this and I just need to be cool. And so I was just like, yeah, doing my thing pretty mellow. Didn't snowboard much. Um, but we probably hit about four spots and I think I rode two of them, one with Daryl. And I think honestly, like so dumb at the time, I basically like sort of like one upped him on this thing. <laughs> it was like this like little kicker into this landing. He did this like 180 indie like so steez. Oh, the, the wooden jumper? Yeah, the wooden jump. Yeah. yeah. And then I did like a front three stale, which is like probably not even sicker. But like, I think Daryl was just like, what the fuck, dude? Like this guy <laughs> hasn't said a word. He like... And he's asked, they're always asking me like where shit is. And I'm like, I don't really know. You're you know? Not like, I'm like, there. I'm not even from there. Like, I don't, I like, ha I'm like, I don't know where this stuff is. And they're like giving me these like weird looks. And then like, I'm like, I'm like trying to like, just like show up Daryl over here or some shit, you know, it's like so stupid. But, uh, and I was like starting to sense kind of like a weird vibe from everyone. They were all still like nice, but I was just like, this is weird. And, uh, Bob was at Bob Plum was shooting photos actually. And at some point, we, like, day two or three, we, like, pull up to, I'm in Jan's truck, and we pull up next to Daryl and all them, and they, like, roll down the window, and they're like, yo, Jake, and I'm like, oh, my God, talking to me, and he's like, where's this thing at, and I'm like, I don't know where that is, and then Daryl, I remember specifically being like, how the fuck do you not know where that is, like, you live here, and I was like, I don't live here, <laughs> and he was like, what? And then they just like rolled up the window and drove away and like yawn turns to me. It's just me, him in the truck. He's like, okay, so uh, they'd never actually really seen you snowboard. I just lied and told them that you were like from here and knew all the spots. And like, basically it was the only way I was going to like get you here is if I like tricked them. And I was like, oh 
my god, dude! Like, what? <laughs> this is the worst up. way I would like ever hope to meet these people. Like, are they you thought fucking? You were trying to trick them and sneak in fully, fully, and I'm like over here, like trying to just like one up them. Yeah, and then I thought, yeah, dude, it was you so. You obviously did crazy. something right, though. I mean, yeah, I'm, it was funny because I remember like even the trip ended and everyone was like cool, but I was like, fuck, I don't know how that went. And then uh, my video part came out, and then I think I saw Daryl at like. COC that summer and he was like what up dog like he's all like he's like so good to see you and I remember even being like damn he's really cool now like and then uh, and it was probably just because he saw my footage and talked to some friends you know, and was like oh maybe he's actually mellow or something I don't know a strange bond forms on the road oh yeah, yeah. even if then it's you that can't, situation yeah, totally. you see someone again you're just like sometimes ah. you gotta like get out of those things too like the, the stress of a trip can be pretty overwhelming mm -hmm. you get out of it and then you're like that was really fun even yeah. though like the whole time you're acting like a complete freak show like if somebody hasn't got a clip in four days <laughs> they're basically like not they're themselves to, yeah, they're, they're basically ready, ready to, to burst at totally, first totally another what? I have a question from Jackson. Who are your favorite Vans riders to session a street spot with? I mean, I, Jackson, good question. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I already mentioned Dan. So I mean, like Dan for sure, hands down. Um, on and and honestly, like Dylan, Dylan for sure. Like Ojo was like, yeah, please, one of those. Uh, Dylan was just the best. Me and him got along so well in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Like he really liked filming skating and. Um, yeah, it's like, I think back to those, like, especially all through landline, how much time I spent with him and Dan and like those two dudes for sure. I mean, everybody for sure now, you know, but we've all grown to like be so tight and like, I would go on the trip with any one of them without question for as long as we all wanted to go. Like, it's just the best, but, uh, yeah, Dill, um, he was just like so cool. Like we 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 kind of liked to snowboard. We had like a similar way of going about it, even though our snowboarding was like really really different. And we were just like really really supportive of each other as pals. So it was like really easy to just get into it because like you just have a lot of patience with the uh, with one another. And like it was just like really cool. It was just like always like the person that I could be like okay like trust this dude to like have my back and like help me out. And like I think the same mm -hmm. like I, I was doing my best to do the same for him. So yeah. Oh, killer. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you guys are really like a family, which is cool. To yeah. The band's crew. Yeah, totally. And like, I mean, even more so since losing Dylan, like, like that only just like, like connected everybody so much in ways I can't even describe. Like I'm, we've been hanging out all week, like a bunch of us and the conversations we can have and the way we can just kind of be around each other is really unique. You know, I don't like have that with many people in my life, snowboarding or otherwise. I mean, I do, but like, it's rare, you know, for anyone that you like can get that. So I'm just so grateful that it's like with them and it's within what I actually do, like as a career and as like my favorite thing with my favorite people, like it's fucked up, you know, like it's so cool. Fuck yeah, I think yeah. that's what you're looking for in life. That's just, that's special stuff. Right, yeah. Now, another thing that I think is cool to talk about with you guys, um, you know, for especially for our listeners, because I, I, know, I know about this, but Maybe the average snowboarder doesn't understand. They watch a snowboard video. They don't understand how much work goes into finding the spot, like setting up the spot, what you do to find the spot. Um, and I think that that's something really interesting, you know, whether it's Google Earth or looking through hashtags or I, I don't know if you're trying to not give away uh, industry 
tricks of well, you're the saying trade. like how i go about doing that yeah, personally yeah or like yeah a, you us pers- as a group yeah, both but i i just think that that's really <clears> fascinating because there's you know you've got, if you guys watch your videos the thing that separates a lot of good from great videos i mean you guys go all over the world fly to poland to try to find this fucking needle in a haystack of a spot and there as you do that you get better at finding incredible street spots and you guys have these really cool methods of locating these spots yeah i mean that's different for every i mean we all like kind of have the same i noticed that when we were filming line line too we all kind of have the same sensibility as far as like what we're trying to do and how we want it to look and everyone is like unanimously down to like not pull a bungee or like use a winch because <laughs> it just sucks to use them and it creates a whole another layer and element of the shit that's just like not that fun and more stressful but um i i mean me personally i don't use google maps or anything like that i just don't have the patience for it it's real i've seen people like kill it with it it's crazy and i'm grateful when they like hook it up but like i i don't use it uh i kind of go in this way where because a lot of the time i'm looking for just like um, these days i'm just down to go anywhere that has like hills and snow i don't even care if i've seen like spots there like because now if you have both those things you can generally do something that's going to be kind of interesting even if it's like you know, you can make spots work in that way. So I kind of seem like when we're on the trips, I find I just kind of gravitate towards like terrain, as weird as that sounds. Like you kind of get this weird thing where you like are driving around and you pull up to like an area where you're like, okay, the infrastructure, the way the like slope is kind of like coming here, it's getting steeper. You're like, this is where it's going to be. You know, like, and you know, anyone, knows, hub right anyone there. knows that. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like even if it's like, or at least that's how I try to feel about it. I'm not so focused in on like looking for like a rail or like whatever it might be. I'm just kind of like, what's going on over here? This is like where snowboarding is going to happen and where it's going to feel really good. Cause we're going to be like cruising down this hill. There's going to be a lot of snow. I can just take my time, walk up, blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's like that to me is what I sort of like try to find. And I, I don't even know all the time if that like translates, like sometimes people might see the spot and be like, yo, that was like nothing. But in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't care a shit. Like, like that was like everything I wanted it to be, you know. And that was like everything I wanted to get out of today. And like, I see the footage and like, I love it. But it might not be the craziest thing, or it might not be something that like anyone actually cares about. But I, at some point, I don't really care. I love that <laughs> that when you're in it, like the the jibologist radar is going Richter scale. <laughs> It's a spotty zone. Really? Having a real winter, though, really creates so much opportunity, oh, though, right? And the footage looks ill. Yeah. You see somebody, like, land some shit, and they, like, cruise off, and, like, everything's snowy, and I'm, like, I'm obsessed with that because that's snowboarding to me. Like, sometimes I have my own qualms with street snowboarding or whatever, like, some problems where I'm, like, I see it, and I'm, like, this just looks, like, obviously I love it, and it's what I do, <coughs> but I'm, like, this just, like, is so far removed from what I feel like sort of like what makes snowboarding special and what makes snowboarding fun in certain ways. And relatable. Yeah, 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 of course. Like in certain ways, it just like our own progression can sort of like push us away from like what I feel like is like the core of what makes snowboarding special to me. And so I'm like, when I'm filming street stuff, of course I still want to slide rails and shit, it's fun. But I mean like nowadays I'm like, okay, I want someone to see this and just think, yo, that looked fun, I want to do that. Or, like, a snowboard looked really nice doing that. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes you see shit and you're like, it just looked so squeezed out and contrived, and it just was like, and they're like, I mean, people love it now. I'm not crazy about it when they, like, hit the concrete and just... Like a hood ornament, just like standing there strapped in, and I'm like, (laughs) dude, like, your shit's fucked now. And, like, 
it looked kind of weird. Like I don't, I don't. Also, the fact too is one thing is like, snowboard's extremely expensive. An average yeah. person can't just go destroy snowboards that. all day long. No, on concrete. I mean I get a bunch of them, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I flip it open, like <laughs> yeah. as soon as I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> Dude, I'm like a city. Just I'm like, do devastated. they have a base grinder in this city somewhere? Like you know, like, I'm like trying to. When a city's devastated by a snowstorm, and you know everyone's at home that oh, day, dude, like, that's the coolest. I feeling. sleep good on those yeah. trips. I do. Like I'm like. I sleep good. I wake up. I'm like fired up. I'm a different person. Yeah. And when we're in the like, when we're in the like rainy bits, so, like we're so far away Your from head's home. Down. I'm actually like, <laughs> okay, snap out of it. Like just be stoked. You know, I mean, obviously I'm stoked. I'm yeah. there with everyone I love, but like it's like you just have to switch gears a bit. And like that's fine. I mean, that's, I mean, it is sort of like, um, you know, you want to do your best. It's kind of a job. But like, uh, <laughs> I, I like, you know, like as much as I want to focus on the, uh, creative side of it it's like you you do need to like just do it yeah you take the good with the bad yeah but the the thing that's cool too if you look at the 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 trajectory of your career too and and street snowboarding particularly it was like kind of things like people were hitting rails and started getting bigger closeouts and roof gaps and and bobcats got involved and all of a sudden like there was this kind of like this things were just getting huge and you needed like heavy equipment to do you think that was real snow yeah, real snow. Yeah. Do you think yeah, that was the catalyst? Yes, exactly. I would agree. The early checks of real snow, maybe. I didn't get any of those checks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> None for me. But but it they probably were like, "What is he doing?" You got actually. That. That's not true. I actually got hit up as like a fill-in once, like a runner-up. Oh, like a backup? Yeah, they were like, "This person got hurt." So if you'd like, it's January twenty-seventh. You could do it. And <laughs> it I was, was like, four days. I was like, "That sounds <laughs> awful." Like I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I mean, it's great that they called me or whatever. It's cool. Um, Maybe one day, but like it was just like I was like, nah. <laughs> That's probably the right call. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to your process, though, I gotta ask: Are you like a um, a list guy? Do you rock with like a trick list? I used to. Yeah, I used to. I used to do lists. Um, mostly of just like ideas, because sometimes you just kind of need them down if you want to like remember them. Because like uh, you'll be at a thing and suddenly you just it you're like, oh yeah, this works really well for that like one idea I had or something. But um. Now, not so much. Now, I, like I said, I kind of just try to go somewhere and, like, find the terrain. And just, like, I'm like, all right, when this is, it's going to, like, kind of show up and then, like, try let that dictate what you're going to do. Because planning is sweet, but it, it, it can kind of hold you back a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So Support for the bomb holes brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. Now, if you're interested in picking up a Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, use promo code Bombhole at checkout for twenty percent off. Now I know you've been using this lawnmower 4.0, buds. How's your experience been with this machine? I got to say, you can by looking at me, I don't look like I've been using. No, you it. don't look like you. And have. I need to uh, maybe shorten this thing up. But in the nether regions, woo, smooth as an egg, my friend. Wow. So crotch region, just like a hairless cat, totally kind of opposite of my face. Got it. Okay. Basically. And I know that you had basically a lion's mane of pubic hair going for a while. So was it able it to... It used to look exactly was, like the was beard. It, did it have enough power to get through that? Oh, it got, it, the lawnmower? Come on, 4.0? Just mulch that thing right up. Amazing. Well, they also have their body wash, which I use in my shower, which is also where I keep my lawnmower 4.0. Anyway, great product. I think you guys would enjoy it. Crop mop. Oh, yeah, crop mop. Huge fan. Individually wrapped. Individually wrapped or wrapped? Wrapped and wrapped. Okay, for, perfect. For his pleasure. Well, head on over to manscaped.com, use promo code BOMBHOLE, and you'll get 20% off. All right, buds, let's talk Licky D. <laughs> let's crush some <sighs> fucking can right now. Let's do this. What do you got in your hand there, buds? 
I got some straight spring water from the Alps, forced into a can, and it is delicious. It was forced in there, huh? Forced in there. Well, most people use plastic. Yeah. Death to plastic. You know what's nice? 10% of all the proceeds go to the war on plastic. So you are fighting the good fight and also getting hydrated, chugging some liquid. Chugging. Down. I'm already three deep in the interview. Mm-hmm. No lie. No cap. Yeah, and it's awesome because people think you're an alcoholic when they see you drinking this. They're like, wow, he's drinking a beer at 8.30 in the morning. Let them uh, think what they want. I'm hydrated. Exactly. Exactly. That being said, uh, head on over to liquiddeath.com slash bombhole. Helps us out, and you'll get a couple of free bonus koozies for uh, purchasing the beverages you're going to buy anyway, right? Some koozies or some koozics? You're also going to get some Jake koozics as well. So really? We <laughs> <laughs> got some of those over there? Here we go. Welcome to the liquid death. 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 Spinning wheel of Oh, shit. I didn't know we were doing this right now. I'm oh. down. Oh, we spin them. <laughs> so I don't get to see? No. Nope. Okay. The camera can see. But I spin? You spin. Give yeah. it a good Give one, a good too. Spin. Okay. Which way? This way? Anyway. Good spin. <laughs> Where's she going to land? Nobody knows. Oh, God. We're going jib trivia. <laughs> this seems like maybe a safe one, but I don't really know. What are the other options on there? Uh, oh, well, like all oh, jib oh, trivia. Oh, wow. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. We rigged it. You kind of like tried to like hide it from yeah, you. You put it back. It. You're like, don't, don't look at it. Don't look. <laughs> so yeah, you landed on jib trivia. Uh, oddly enough, oddly enough, yeah, I didn't think it was gonna happen. Honestly, I feel like you guys might have like higher expectations for me in this than I than I can fulfill. But let's see. Everybody we'll calls see. you the jibologist. Yeah. This, is, this could be big for you. So this, I just it want could go bad too. A, there's a lot of pressure on you. This could be huge for you. I mean, dude, you know what? Whatever. Let's give it a go. Okay, first question. What is the definition of natty zoich? <laughs> that just means I, I like... I can answer this one. Yeah. Well, this, this is for Jake. This is, for, this is all Jake. I'm glad. But you can, you know, back me up. Is it if one of these things where, wrong. like, if I don't get it yeah, right, you then you have a it, chance to get a point? And yes. Then, like, I have a feeling you're going to yeah, know, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is anything that just has, like, run up like a hill, like natural speed. That's correct. Yeah. Question number two. <laughs> There's 11 questions, by the way. Wow. What is the <laughs> giant rubber band used to generate <laughs> speed? These are good. Uh, <laughs> that's a uh, banshee bungee. Mm-hmm. Don't get too cocky. They get, hard, they get harder. Yeah, as you go, right? Okay. Um, who was the first person to do a back 270 to fakie in the Woo-hoo! streets? Louis Paradis. Oh, he's, he's pretty good. Three correct. Wait, could I name the video? Yes, you can. Uh, bonus points. Oh, I'm like throwing my, I'm like burying myself here because I, oh, it's in um, these days. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who had last part in Videograss Shoot the Moon? Part two, what was the last trick? I love Jonas's footage in this video. This is fucked up. You know this. Is it Jordan? No. Dude, what the fuck? I actually don't know it. This is bad. I know. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to try and pull myself out of this room for a minute. Uh, <laughs> this is actually really bad, Jake. You need to, You need to know this. Oh, it's Jed. Yes. Yeah, of course. Sorry. And it's to the Mazzy Star song. Yep. Yeah, what the fuck? What was the second question? Last trick. You knew it the whole time. Oh, the last trick. It's Is it Gap Back Too Fakey on the on the thing at It's Rogue? in Stockholm, I'll say that. Oh, oh, switch back lip through the yes. whatever kink. That's correct. We're gonna give you Sorry that. Sorry that took me a second. Stockholm I you know what? It's some I, I it's the room, dude. It's like getting those it's all kind of like it's coming like in on inter- the walls are an caving in. <laughs> <laughs> we like to treat this like a uh, like an, an enemy kind of uh, interrogation. Yeah, it kind of feels like you against me. Hot lights on Next question. Who ollied the infamous double set at Big Mike Bear Middle Long. School? Okay, question part two of this. Ooh. I was there. Who is the rail named after? 
Wow. It's called The Blank Kink. Oh, is it Jeff Anderson? Yes. Mm. Okay. He's, the he, Jeffy Kink is what they call it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which rider cab 270'd the Harding Kink in Minnesota? No. Oh, Zach Marbin. That's correct. But then also wow. maybe maybe so did um, so did Froney. Did Froney? Someone else did Keegan. it to forward. Maybe in Forest. Oh, you're right. Okay. So, or somebody else did it to forward and, and Zach did to fakey. This guy yeah. truly is a geologist. Exactly. That, but these are deep. I haven't watched this shit in a long time. So, you're like, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Well, we're, a tr- bit. we're trying to see if you live up to your geologist. Okay. Uh, which rider did a back three nose press on South Ledge in Anchorage? What? Oh, <laughs> Ethan Dice? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Austin Smith used to make fun of me so much for this shit. Because I knowing just, this kind of stuff, yeah, and I would it would just like spew out of me everywhere we went. It was so funny. Okay, next question. This is a I, I'm proud of this question because I think you might not get it. Mm. Which rider did a gap to switch fifty on the Rail Gardens Gap Rail? Why we, this? We, I'm not even from Utah or anything. We might have stopped. Well, we had to give you a couple of ones. Gap there. to switch fifty. I just thought it was the sickest Rail Gardens trick on the Gap Rail. Just gap switch fifty. He may or may not work for Volcom currently. <laughs> Seth did that? Yeah, Seth Hewitt. Damn, I'm sorry, Seth. What video is it? And just tell me because I don't. Uh, I think it was in one of the like people, like a Cheers or uh, mm. or um, one of those like people. Oh my bad. I'm rocking with Seth. I just I don't know why I didn't mm. know that one. Uh, here's one that's maybe pre Kuzik era, but who had the cover of Brainstorm? Wasn't it Mikey? Not, no. Oh no no no! It was Scotty mm-hmm. on the double slide on the wood rail, or yes. what single board slide on a big ass wood rail? Freddy Krueger shirt. Yeah, yes. Krueger. Oh man, I still have never. I'm yet to own one of those. Like mm-hmm. a, just a nice stripy long sleeve. I need get to get after Freddy it. Krugs. Yeah. Get on a big old wooden rail, down rail. Yeah. Um. Okay. Who did the infamous half backflip to upside down dark slide? Oh, oh shit! Oh, uh, <laughs> Brett Meyer. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seen it so many times. It's actually fucking crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Love it. Great clip. But okay. also, I might be able to do it. You know what I mean? Like, 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 it, like you know what I mean? Like, get this like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I can like gainer flip off like big ass diving boards and shit. And I'm like, maybe that's the same thing. Like, not getting out of it, obviously. How, does it just like, does the rail just like roll? I don't even remember now. Does it like, kind of like roll? Is it built remember. in no, a way? No, it's flat. It's flat. Dude, he it gets off built so in a somewhat funny. Special way, he lands in like a crazy tail man. And his board looks like so big and stiff. And he's just like, dude, it's so I would good. love a Jake Kuzik part. Like all these beautiful street spots. <laughs> tasteful tricks. And that Darky. Way. Dark slide. Darky. Like <laughs> what rider hit a rail off a big cliff in an old Kevin Mac Jones. dog ride movie? Also, two part. There was somebody else that hit it with him. Wasn't it a female? Yes. Fuck. Was it Tara? Yes. That's correct. Yo, this is trippy that, that I did ball it. You just got. <laughs> Look what we got for him. The oh, master you degree got a master in degree in geology. It's a good thing you didn't reference my name from your contacts. Because <laughs> you actually spelt it correctly. That would have so, been a classic. So Jake is. Um, Holy shit. This is going to go up at the crib. In my in my phone, he's got. Uh, his name is, na- I have, like, the only thing I have out that's like kind of snowboardy <laughs> is like my. My like Transworld Men's Video Part Awards. It'll be like these two things. Right <laughs> <next to it. laughs> People are like, "Oh, where did, did you go to Stevens Hennigar College to get your degree? Yeah. Where'd you get that? I went to the Bombholds College. <laughs> yeah, I just took an online course. It was <laughs> mellow. Have you thought about any, hosting any geology like classes? Like maybe a stand up and no. throw some students. Maybe a master class in a geology. Class? Oh, dude, would they do that with me? You think <laughs> we should hit them up? That would, that would maybe be crazy. Mm-hmm. I would do it for like some money. <laughs> you know <laughs> why not? 
it would have to be really dope for you to sign your name on for it. For sure, for sure. I wonder, people probably make bank off that, huh? I bet they do. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Masterclass me. We'll get that going. Um, I mean, I have this now, so yeah. I, I don't even, I could just like send this scanned in on the email and you be like, you got the degree. You're welcome. I would definitely put that, <laughs> any any job resume in the future, definitely put a master's degree in geology. Will it be seen if it goes, uh, it's you, you got to like, put it behind well, you. Put it, yeah, on the throw, shelf. Throw it on the shelf somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I hope not to uh, knock over the blade from uh, Bozong here. Yeah, Bozong's blade. Yeah. Mm. All right. So uh, <laughs> let's let's dive right back into landline because no, not landline, <laughs> but just filming in general. Sorry. I'm still <laughs> laughing that I actually fucking did that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not only did you do it, but you crushed it. You just crushed it. Um, yeah. Okay. You lived up to your name as the gibologist. Hell yeah. Um, but uh, t- <laughs> Tanner was likening. Uh, maybe kind of a this is maybe a kind of a corny reference, but we're gonna say let's it. go. We'll try. Uh, t- TP shout out to TP. Let's go yes, please. Airport. Absolute like I could take like the next two hours to talk about how much I love Tanner. So he's a fucking king. Give him a big one. Um, should we give him the super? Yes, please. super. Let's go super. Please. Okay, that is obnoxious. He okay. deserves like yeah, he that deserves ten it. times over though. Yeah, we, it's just blow people's eardrums out <laughs> so he was kind of saying that you liken your snowboarding <clears throat> he had an analogy okay he said it's like picasso shut the okay f- let me let me finish let me finish but just because just because he can do some realistic uh perfect portrait of somebody doesn't mean that's going to be his shit like he, it's like the abstract the the you know, in, in the approach, wow. in the approach in that way, right? Like okay. looking at things differently, um, not miss. And, uh, you know, he, he was saying just a bunch of things like that. Like you, your, your approach to landline was like, everything should be natural speed. Not, not so rule oriented, but you, you kind of had some guidelines, like everything should be kind of natural speed spots should look a certain way. Maybe the snow, there's not like a reverse cheese wedge in the landing of a, of a spot right you know? yeah and it's it's like he, he likened it to to art and i thought that was a cool comparison do you what do you think on that i mean that's very flattering uh kind of intense as shit i don't know but i guess at some point i always kind of looked at it where it was like it's not so much about like the things that you i mean of course it's about what you do but also in a big way it's so much about what you don't do you know like you have to like you can't just say yes to everything and you can't just chase after everything. Otherwise you'll have like no real sort of direction with like what you're putting out there. And so like, I kind of always tried to know when to sort of just like be like, no, not that. Like, I'm not going to do that or I don't want to do that. Or like whether that was filming or whatever. And then it just kind of made me more confident with the things I did choose to like put my energy into, you know what I mean? And so uh, I think, I mean, that being said, I've, given so many bad interviews and weird outfits and old video parts and songs I wish I could change but you know what I'm saying like it's sort of at the at some point you have to you can't just be saying yes to all of it you have to sort of like come up with a bit of something that you think like will represent your snowboarding well and also that you get excited about and that's what keeps you like sort of like driven and keeps you like on a bit of a path where you're like I have like a direction that I'm like sort of seeking and like that's what is going to like guide me versus like yeah i don't know oh, what you just and said. i also just couldn't i actually am like i can't just do i see people who just like throw shit at the wall all day i can't do that like i can't do that i've kind of tried it and i'm like it doesn't work for me you know whether that's like 
there's some really skilled snowboarders out there and their skill far out, outweighs, you know, their approach. And I don't know if I'm one of those people. So I'm kind of always just been like, okay, I have to lean in on this where I like, uh, yeah, just sort of like guide what I do on like the sensibilities, you know, that I hope to have and like put that out there. It's like finding yourself as you've had this long career, you know, you discover what's right for you, what you want your brand to be. But even like as a little kid, I sort of always latched on to other pros that like did that. Like, you know, like I was like, Yo, I don't, I don't know much about them. Um, or like they just clearly have like influence that stems beyond snowboarding, you know? And I, and I've always loved that. And I, and, and then you can see it in their in the, what they do because like, they take that little bit extra care and they like work through it in a way where it's, it's, it's not everything. You don't get to see everything because then what's it worth at some point? You know what I mean? Like you have to sort of like not trim things down, but like be a bit critical. If you're not critical, then like what the, like what, what are you even doing? I feel like at some point, you know, that's how things like spiral out of control a little bit into like some place we don't want to be. So I feel like, and feel like snowboarding has been doing that really, really well lately. And then let's, <laughs> let's lean into the skateboarding stuff because it's fucking fascinating how you're filming for legitimate skateboard brands, for Spitfire, for whoever, and you're filming some of the best skateboarders in the world. And I always see your names in the credits of all these like <laughs> awesome videos. And, and, uh, and you, but you're kind of like low key about it. It's fucking sick. I mean, what I mean, I, I I want to be seen as a snowboarder first and foremost. So maybe that would have to s something that would say something about what you being low key or whatever. But that I'm just totally freakishly obsessed with filming, especially skateboarding. I love the process of everything we do in the winter, and like, why not just continue to do that in the summer? So like, I I just like worship it. It gives me so much like joy. <laughs> so like, it, it's it's I think and and it's again, it's something I've always done. And so it's just like, uh, it's like anything else. It's like you, you want to progress at it or develop it, you know? And like, thank, I'm like super grateful for the fact that uh, snowboarding as a professional has given me tons of free time in the summer. And like, I could have gone a lot of ways with it. You know, I could have started like buying properties and developing rental units and like, uh, you know, investing and fucking whatever and like but i was just always more interested in this and so like i just put all my energy there and i i you know it's 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 fun to do i still like i'm completely obsessed with it and i was really lucky like early on a lot of my friends who i met in vancouver when i moved there i was 20 and a lot of the guys i met and girls they're just like such good skaters and they were at a point where like they were all either just getting on vans as well in canada to skate or something along those lines. And so, like, we kind of were like, oh, let's skate, let's film. And, like, you know, oh, we both know these people who work at the brand or the shop or, like, whatever. And it's just kind of, like, together we always sort of did this thing. And now it's been, like, 10 years, and I guess it seems weird. But at the same time, it's just, like, we're we're pals and we, we all love it. And it just, like, makes so much sense. Like, my friend Dustin, like, I film him all the time. And, like, it's trippy to me now because I'm like, damn, he's, like, so... He's like doing it, you know, and he's like amazing and like he's always been, but it's just like fun to have like been a part of that, you know? Mm -hmm. like you mean instead of buying a house, you invested all your money in equipment? Uh, no, just my time. Time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My time. Like, like, you know, like some people like you see these pros and they, they get in snowboarding and they just become like these little entrepreneurs. Yeah. 
and that's cool. But I mean, like I, I was like more interested in just like, I guess just doing what we were already doing some more, you know, like it was like whatever. And I wouldn't like change that at all. Like it's, it was, it's continues to be fun. I've been a bit less filming this year. And like, just my, I've just had a, a bad back a bit and like, I've done some less filming and it's painful, man. I love it. I miss it so much. I miss it so much. And I, and I did get to like, get, get some of that going. Like we filmed for that landscape video that just came out and stuff. And then, um, a couple other smaller things that are still kind of going right now, but yeah, it's weird. It's cool. I'm like really grateful to be doing it. There's a thing with filmers and backs. Gotta be careful. Yeah. I wish somebody told me that around. when I was like fucking 18. <laughs> Especially once everybody. I switched to that HD camera, yeah. like the HPX and the Big Sentry, the like, weight. yeah. <laughs> well, before we get, we should talk about your back. But before we get into that, we should also talk about uh, a guest question from none other than uh, Tanner Pendleton. If you're unfamiliar with Tanner, oh, we got another one from he. Uh, he oh, did he not get a guest? He hasn't asked yet. Oh, he my bad. Yet. All good. But um, he made Landline, so uh, made a lot of the greatest snowboard films of our time. Yeah. And uh, he's my favorites, the, he's the man. Here we go. Hey, what's up, Jake, Chris, and Stony Buds? Uh, Jake, I got a question for you. <laughs> so, few people know this, but you have had an incredibly huge impact on all of the van's snowboarding edits. Uh, you're pretty much my most trusted contact. You're Aww. the person that I always send the edits to when I'm stuck and not sure what to do. Uh, and you have this like amazing ability to watch it once and know exactly what needs to change, even down to the most minute details. So I guess my question is, where do you think this comes from? And perhaps how does it work its way into your own work making skateboard films uh, for better or for worse? Anyways, uh, love you all. Thanks and excited to hear the episode. Bye. Bye. Um that one just comes from being an absolute freak, I think, really. <laughs> like, I don't know. Because <laughs> it is funny. He'll send me stuff, and I'll be like, you need to maybe think about changing this. And it's like, I'm like, I can't even believe I sent him that email. But uh, I don't know, man. It's something that, like, it's always easier to judge other people's work, too. I found, like, if like Tanner sends me something, I know where he's at. I just know him so well. I know what he's up to. I know what he's doing. I was probably there on a lot of this stuff. So I can just kind of be like, Oh, I kind of know what direction you're, you'd like to go in with this. And I see it. Maybe if this was different, like it might, that might just like, um, further project it that way and like double down on like the story or the, the arc or like whatever. Um, so I think that we can trust each other really well in that. It's weird. I like, I'm like so honored that he thinks it's cool to send me that stuff. And I do like love it when the email comes in. It's like my like highlight. I like sit down, open it up, like take like 30 minutes or however long the video is what we're making. And it's been years now of this. And like, I just like take it in also kind of ruins it though. Cause I see all the videos before they come out and it's like, I'm down, but then I'm like, oh man, I like would have been so hyped to see this if it was just like fresh out the gate. Um, so yeah. I don't know. Is there more there that you um, want to hear about? And then I, I guess, yeah, pulling inspo for, for skating, I guess the ability to do the same thing in skateboarding. You kind of asked about this part two of that. Oh, like with stuff I might make personally? Yeah, like your stuff you make, like where do you where do you get? Uh, I think that's what he was kind of I mean, asking. the stuff I make, I feel like is really quite simple compared to what a lot of people make. I'm like just really into like watching the movement and the tricks. So I kind of try to just film. I film, I love putting B-roll in there and there's like, certain type of stuff I like go for but um 
I just really like simple videos because I think skating just looks really great on its own. And sometimes it can you can distract it quite a bit if you try to put in like too much, I don't know, weird vignettes or like kind of artwork in and around it. Like I, I like, there's some people who do that so well, but I just, I'm like kind of a bit more like traditional. So I think it's a little simple. Like I, I, I'll finish something and a lot of time and not until I get a bit like a little export and like see it like locked, can I actually assess it? Like I can't even do it in the timeline. Like I almost need to like lock it and like open it up somewhere else. Even though it's on my phone and view it as like a piece versus like a puzzle or something. And then I can be like, oh, and then I just do little adjustments. Like it's pretty clear when it's like that. Mm -hmm. If you don't get too in your head about it and don't watch it too many times, you know, that's smart. I love the perspective shift on that by switching formats or whatever, but also I also might just be because I work off a tiny I've only ever used the MacBook Pro with like no other screen I hardly use a mouse mm -hmm. for some reason ever since I got premiere like everything plays like so shitty I can't <laughs> figure out how to do dude I like had like Hayden come out wrench and I'd be like can you please make this work and he's like weird like your butt I'm just like dude so I can't even like really watch stuff mm -hmm. when I'm editing it it just like plays all skippy and then I like export them oh that's what it, it looks, and I'm like, that's what it looks dude, once like. Once you get that extra monitor, though, it's so hard to work. I on the know, road dude. I'm you so can never go back. Dude, I'm so funny with shit like this. I just think about it for like four years, and then I do it, and I'm like, oh, I could have done that in two days, but instead, it took me like years to make that change. You know, it's it's so silly. Well, another thing about the filming Tanner brought up, I thought was fascinating. <clears throat> he was saying, basically, he's like, Jake's very intentional in the way that he films things, like. He essentially one time wanted to film everything really smooth so it looked like a robot or something. He said, do you, does that? Jesus, I don't like, know. No, like, like, well, you know I some, hope I didn't say no, that. That's like, embarrassing. Like, so some people want the aggressive like pan and shake, you know, like some people were like the crazy pans or the crazy. I, you know what? I, like, I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah. I definitely used to be super into that. Like yeah. I used to be really into that because I thought it made your videos like I was like, it elevates it to this. Like if like if I put out this video, that's like uh independent but it's like really well cut and really well filmed it'll be taken like super seriously i guess was where my head's at but now i've sort of strayed away from that because i actually quite like skateboarding when it's documented a bit just more true to the moment and uh -huh. like uh, yeah and like you you're what and like sometimes the frame doing its thing can really add to that i still don't really like super shaky super close-up filming it bugs the crap out of me but like i i i uh there is something to like just sort of letting it go a bit and like uh, you focus in on the skating more at that point. Sometimes in my old videos, I watch them and I'm like, dude, this is like distracting almost because I'm like so like intense with like how I want everything to connect. I'm like, you got to just like let it like breathe out a bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I love how deeply you fucking like analyze each, yeah. you know, the, the, the introspective, you know, the thought that goes into to everything and, it's got, my curse. I, that's what I got to ask. So you're, you're, like, you're a perfectionist, not self-proclaimed, but like I would say that most people that watch you, you do a trick 10 times. You're going to front board 270 the rail and film it. And you're going to do it 10 times. That's probably a degree of perfectionism there. Now, do you feel like it's a fucking, <clears throat> it's a curse, like being a, a perfectionist? At uh, times. I mean, if you're not like taking it with a grain of salt, you know, as you're moving through it. Like, it's cool to function like that if you're kind of, like, flowing like that. But if you're jammed up and, like, you're all focused on, like, some niche detail, it can really slow you down. So I'm just, like, I've been learning that balance my whole life, and I'm, like, barely there still, you know? Like, not unlike what I said about the filming, even in my own writing and just how I, like, interact. I'm, like, I'm, like, yo, okay, <clears throat> 
just like let it go a bit you know like that's fine but also you're you you know you can't always just expect the 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 to, to change overnight or like these things to be different and also you have to just like accept them and be excited about it and realize that like that's you know you're saying such nice things about it so like and i appreciate that so i'm like okay word like this is dope I'm not going to sit here and try to be like beating myself up because like it wasn't what it could have been based on what I've seen this person and I respected and that and that, you know, like I, I wonder about the self-talk though, because it's like, that's where I wonder because it's like, oh, as there's a, that, that's because there. That's like <laughs> when you think about a perfectionist, it's like you're, you're hard on yourself probably mm-hmm. because it's not, it's like the, the trick's not what it should be or could be. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe like take somebody like myself, like if I, my face, I'm like, can we use that? Like, is that, like, <laughs> like, like, I know both. You're like, that's going to put four <laughs> seconds on the timeline. <laughs> yeah. This part is going to go from 120 to 125. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I know, <laughs> I know my fucking head hit the ground and I basically like looped out, <laughs> but like it had double hand drag, but tell me, can we use it? You know, being yeah. a filmer and a photographer too. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Up, you think about that oh, for yeah. months too, yeah, right? Yeah. So it haunts you. Yeah. I'm the, opposite of that i'll be like la- everything i land i'm like it's probably not going in like just like <laughs> you know and then like later you like come down off it a bit and you're like oh, that's actually kind of dope like you know like, yeah, it's like so you're like i'm cool with it but yeah it's it's there i mean i mean everyone has that you mm-hmm. know so to try and pretend like you don't is silly but like um yeah that's something i'm like learning too more lately than ever but like it's just an ongoing thing like you you can only do so much you know and it's like you have to listen to how you're responding and feeling in certain environments especially things like snowboarding but like also letting go of such control and things like that is like really important you'll get something totally different out of that that you wouldn't always expect so like that's kind of where i'm at now and i'm learning to balance that you know like i've definitely seen moments creatively where i'm like okay, I'm just going to let this be and I'm not going to try and like get in there and dig and like make up what I think it, the direction it should go. And then sometimes I'll like lose an opportunity where I'm like, oh, I kind of just let that like cruise by, even though I knew what it needed to be done or felt like I had a good idea that could have like shifted this to being that much better. I sort of like was like, oh no, like lay off, let it, let it be. And then the thing comes out and I'm like, it would have just been better if I got in there and did that, you know? So there is for me that's like sometimes I'm like finding that line mm-hmm. and like just like respecting myself there and being like, you know, trying to be less hard and, and, and but also knowing like, okay, if you're feeling this and it's, you know, you care this much about it, like be about it, mm-hmm. you know, don't just, don't just like steer away from that because you think you should or something. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I like it. I think it's, uh, we've been cruising along. We almost skipped over, uh, Ooh. A great segment of the show. <laughs> I, it's just funny. We're so into it now. I don't remember what's coming next. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the good one. We're going to hit a little name that video part. Oh, shit. If I can do half as good as I do before, I'll be excited. Name that video part is brought to you by our friends over at Mammoth Mountain. As you know, I've been riding Mammoth for a long time. Their parks are incredible. It's midwinter. Early season, late season. I like them in the spring the best. Slushy, park laps, chair six. You're chucking roast. The park crew over there does the best job out of any park crew in the country. I'm sorry if you're a member of the park crew and you disagree, but they really do kill it over there. And uh, what else, bud? 
Uh, I've been riding mammoth since the early 1600s. Yes, you have. Yeah, before <laughs> electricity, horse and wh- yeah. horse and buggy. We used area. to have to walk up that mountain until they installed the lifts. Okay. Come uh, the early 1800s. Yep. But uh, what I like about it is peak season unbound operates eight different parks, three different half pipes. So something for all skill levels. Absolutely. If you're learning to uh, jump a tabletop for the first time, rip some groomers, or if you want to go back ten and land directly on your back halfway down the landing. It's perfect for all abilities. everybody. Levels. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, one thing that's cool, we're giving away four lift tickets to Mammoth with this name, that video part. So if you know what it is, comment on Instagram. And uh, again, thanks for supporting the show, Mammoth. They support us. You should support them. So, Jake, we always ask our guests, what is your confidence level? Zero through ten. If we were doing this five years ago, ten. Like straight up. Now... If I'm, if I'm like playing it a bit reserved, maybe seven, but that's also like, I don't know. I might just come out with something here. Let's see. I think I went a little <laughs> easy on you. Oh, really? How you did on the Jibology re- review here for your degree. Okay. So, okay, here we go. <laughs> oh yeah. Dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. sort of that's Jed in the trans world video and it's get real. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's his second song. Yes, it is. Was there three? Shit. Triple song. I'm not huh? sure. Maybe at least two. It's the last part, It though. is. Yep. You know, I was also watching some of those clips. Like, he would throw up in his mouth if you watched some of those today. Like, not that they're, they're timeless. Nah, but like, no, he would But, like, like, dude, hitting, like, 50 front threes and shit. Like, you ain't seeing him pull a Yo, but he's just, three. like, a Jed has some special thing where, like, it doesn't matter. No, it's still timeless. He like, it's still incredible. He looked good then doing it, made me want to do it. And then, and then, like, now I'm, like, like, damn, I would hope to never do that again. But at the same time, then you, he just, like, does something where you're just, like, always into it. Yeah, he's got For it. me, you know, like, it's... He it's, makes things look insane. Yeah, and it's cool. He, like, he, he, he cares, but he also, like, puts himself out there, you know? Like, he does things that I'm, like, I don't even know. I think he's just, like, fuck it, let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's rad. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's timeless, timeless. Mm-hmm. Now, for uh, part two, this is for our listeners. You don't guess this one, Jake, so... Okay. Uh, when this comes out... Jake's basically Instagram photo on our page at the bomb hole. Uh, there's like a thumbnail photo. If you know what video part this is, you get a chance to win a few tickets from uh, our friends over at Mammoth and a bunch of bomb hole swag. So here we go. It's a great video part. Dipset. Dude, it's crazy. I don't know that one. We should have swapped them. Your Canadian um, counterparts would be unhappy with that. Okay. Dude. Thank you guys for playing. <laughs> I think. All right. It's time to talk about pub beer. Stony Buds is throwing one back right now. How is that thing? So good, my dog. Wow. Love that. <laughs> now, if you're thinking about going out and having one or two beers with the boys, or if you're thinking about drinking 18 to 25 beers, blacking out, uh, urinating yourself, and passing out in your neighbor's bush. It's midweek. I might wait till Friday, but why not? If you're going to do that, I, w- I would choose pub beer. Let's go. <laughs> and your microphone <laughs> wow. just shot back at you. So, um, yeah, pub beer supports the show. You should support them. Uh, they're just a cheap, fun beer. Yeah, you know what they say, cheap, fun beer. Let's Absolutely. do this. Absolutely. Now, we're going to get into the crapshoot. Here we go. It's delicious. 
Welcome to the pub beer crap shoot. All right, so. Uh, Wait, remind me. I don't remember what this one is. You, you just roll, roll the dice, and we'll tell you whatever it lands on. What, uh, there's basically you're gonna have to answer a question or do something. Oh, okay, okay. So those are uh, goon gear dice. Give them a little. This, the 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 logo is a six. Nine. This is a good question. It hasn't came up yet. I don't think. Name well, it's the same questions for everybody. Yeah, it's just, this is a universal list. They, uh, the the people, beer. our friends over at Pub Beer made. They curated it. Oh, yeah. nice. So um, the question is, name one thing still on your career bucket list. Mm. Hard hitting. That's a hard hitting one. Mm-hmm. One thing I haven't done that has kind of been on my mind for like five years is just spend an entire win. Like I snowboard in Vancouver at Mount Seymour lots. And it's like the best mountain I've ever been at. People ask me all the time, like, oh, where do you love to snowboard so much? Like, what's your favorite place? And I'm actually like, oh, Mount Seymour in Vancouver. And they're like, A, I don't know where that is. And B, what? Like, it's so little and all this. But it it really is like, until you go there, and even if you do go there, you kind of have to go there with someone, you won't really understand how amazing it is, in especially the, the type of snowboarding I really like to do on mountain it's it's like the best so i kind of have always wanted to make a video there where it was like almost the whole winter with a bunch of close friends because it's so like th- that resort is so accessible in the city it's only 30 minute drive like it's closer than even something like brighton here in utah so i'm like oh i want to make a video where it's like pros and our friends who aren't pro and locals and like everybody Matt, Matt Heenahan gonna be in there yeah that would definitely be <laughs> in there dude matt's the goat i'm like yeah He's a Seymour. He's a Seymour. Jugger, yeah, you guys are juggernaut. boys. I know. I this. call him a juggernaut yeah. of the. What do you guys call yourself? Uh, man of the Steel or something? No, what yeah. is it? What is it? Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's loyal, got a, loyal to the Steel. I think so. He's got like a phrase he loves to throw. But yeah, yeah, Matt's the best. But uh, yeah, I just thought it would be cool to make that video. That and like picturesque too, right? Dude, yeah, and it's just like the terrain is so weird. There's all these like weird sort of like mini steep peaks within the mountain that go down like almost like these weird just like 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 towers of like terrain and it builds these cool embankments on either end of the run and then like you can almost snowboard like in 360 there it's so weird like it's like an amped level or something and it's like it's rad and when the snow is good even if it's not good it's like the best I, I i love it so much so i like really hope to one day do something there soon if i can it's, it's a, you gotta get it's like a bit of a funny sell like i'm like you want to just like come film me on a mountain for like three months you know like this like small place that like no one really goes to that often but i i think i have like an idea with it that i think would be really cool that's one Sounds thing cool. pe- yeah. people don't know that about you though when you came to utah was that two years ago you were riding brighton all the time mm. and you you know you're known for your street video parts but you fucking love riding the resort like it seems like yeah i just really like like catching air mm-hmm. off like especially like I love snowboarding on like steep transition, steep, like short transition, like that feeling of going really high off something really little gives me so much more excitement than like hitting a giant jump where you just like fly and then go like, beep. like uh, I'm like, I get nothing out of that. But if you like really like snap and use your tail and like, I don't know, you grab feels so good because you like have this weird like weightless feeling the board comes up really easily it's i don't know it's corny but it's like i no. love it i love it like and, the, and there, there's so much of it there like so much of it bachelor's kind of the same way i've had tons of fun like that at bachelor that sort of vibe is really cool and i like small mountains because you can like you can like focus way better 
you know what I mean? Like you don't get all distracted by like vast terrain and think that you need to go to like the biggest, tallest, steepest thing. You're just kind of like, oh, like that, you could jump from there to there and that would look pretty cool. And then you just do it. And then like, I don't know. Every, I mean, obviously there's like, a, there's like people are gravitating towards this type of snowboarding more than ever. like, like Arthur is like literally like does it better than anybody else. <laughs> but um, I don't know. There's still some aspect of it that I feel like is a bit untouched that I would be interested in trying to do with friends. So I'd love to see that. Me too. That'd be awesome. And Arthur Longo is who you're. Yes. Arthur yes. Longo. For the, for the people I mean, he's awesome. literally the best snowboarder probably S- currently. So you better know about stuff him. right now. <laughs> side, hit, <laughs> side hit euphoria mm-hmm. is what he's referring to. It's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think it's a good time to change gears. And one thing that is fucking awesome uh, about, was it two years ago now um, with torment and, all that stuff you came out, and I was super proud as a friend. Thanks, uh, Chris. Also, like surprised, but in a good way. You know, like you were surprised. Like I didn't know. I like I was fully <laughs> like, yeah, like it wasn't. It didn't go through my head. Same, same with uh, Tanner <clears throat> as well. But I gotta ask because I want to get into this. But um, how was how were you received by the snowboarding community when when that happened? How was that experience, dude? Amazing, like beyond amazing. You know. Which is really interesting because I, I, I remember, you know, I mean, this goes, this is a big conversation, but you spend so much time with the self-talk and developing ideas in your mind of like what is going to happen, especially within your career and a community that is like traditionally, I won't say unaccepting, but um, there just wasn't anyone there. So in one sense, I always kind of felt like these things were very separate. And it made it really difficult to see my life as a gay male within this industry. And so it was like very separated in my mind. And there was all this fear wrapped around like maybe not being pro anymore or, or, you know, what that might lead to. And so I, I guess when I, when it happened and people were like so genuinely supportive and kind, and I received like a million messages and in person to this day, people are just like so nice, you know, and like this week I hadn't seen we're in town for all these premieres right now. And I hadn't seen tons of people, uh, you guys, I hadn't seen tons of people since this happening, you know? And as much as it's not something where I'm like, it's some big deal. And I'm like looking for attention based on that. It's, it's definitely just different in my own life in, and it's in a really familiar environment where I'm, I've done all these years and done all this time with these people and built these like relationships. So it can be a bit overwhelming to like get back into that. That being said, though, everyone has been so cool, like so cool. I've, 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 I've received almost no negative feedback and even beyond negative feedback because that's like, I don't, I think the time we live in, we're super lucky to maybe be past, well, not past a lot of that and not for everyone, but like within our community, people have done a lot of growing up. But even past that, I think I've, I've now had a lot of experiences with people one-on-one where I can like feel it. Like I can genuinely feel that they're not like uncomfortable around me or, or, uh, my sexuality makes them uncomfortable in that way. You know, like it's almost like, not only is it just like it was before it's better, you know, like I can like, like give somebody a nice big hug and like not be like, is this weird? Or like, you know, it's, it's embarrassing to admit that, but like that sort of thing goes on in your mind when you do like years and years and years of like struggling with something like this. So it's uh i'm just so excited man like it's i'm and grateful you know like that 
doing that with um john and ian and at torment and like just like yeah jill and chad and tanner and just like it was and kennedy like it was just so it was so beyond anything i can really put into words and it was so much more than what i expected i never saw that you know like that wasn't something like eight years ago i was like this is how it's gonna go down you know you you i i, I sort of dreamed up really scary scenarios in which something like that might happen the day that I like hopefully uh, kind of gain the confidence and ability to like talk about something like this. And so when it finally came to be like in that way, it was like, man, I don't know, overwhelming and like the best. Like I'm so, it's probably actually the, 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 the happiest I've ever been with anything within my career. Like, and I know that sounds silly because it's like so personal, but like it's my favorite contribution to snowboarding. And that sounds really weird, but like it's, it is, you know, like it's, it's crazy. That's so <laughs> funny though, right? So dope, dude. I it's remember so in the 2000s, some friends and I talked about like there has to be gay snowboarders. Oh, I'm sure there was, yeah, man. That's like, that's what makes, that's really sad. Like, and it, it, you know? it took 20 years for this to happen and it's so for you to be able to be yourself is such mm -hmm. a rad thing, and it must have been so hard not to be. So, so proud of you, man. It's Thank so you. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Yeah, no, I mean, it's just like, it's like anything. It takes time, and it takes shift in yourself and the people around you. And, you know, I can't sit here and say I would have done this a long time ago, and I, and I don't judge those who might have wanted to and didn't before. It's like the world and our industry and our community has changed for the better. And it's made it so that like, this is a thing we can talk about and do. And like, I'm fucking grateful. And I know like a lot of other people are too. So yeah, it's cool. I'm fucking grateful too from for just how incredible that experience is. And we were, we were talking at, at uh, dinner and you were kind of saying that there's, there's almost like there's two sides that have almost been trained, right? You have, you have like snowboard Jake and you have gay Jake and they're like, they don't always, like it's it's hard to like intertwine those two sides of you because it's so you you almost had to act a certain way to be accepted in snowboarding. I thought for a long time. I mean, yeah, that that a lot of that was developed just in my own experience internally, but also too, of course, like it was a product of what was going on around me. You know, like I, I'm trying to, you know, it's a bad habit, but try to make those almost around you happier than you're trying to make yourself, and so you like act a certain way to just like ease the room and like make it easier and like more digestible. And that's something I'm still working on, not just within my own sexuality, but like life. And I think everyone goes through that, but like, it's, it's, it, it, it is something sometimes where it feels like they're, they're like separated. There's like fragments where you're like trying to reconcile that and bring them together. And I, and like a lot of people go through that and I don't know if you'll ever fix it all the way or you hope to, or you, you know, you just be easy on yourself and like, or I'm trying, you know, and like enjoy it the best you can. Cause like, I mean, I've had the best time this week and it's been like a really nice for me. It's fucking weird, but it's like article came out COVID being just like at home with my friends who have been so lovely, but like now I'm here and I'm like, okay, this is like in some ways the moment that's been scariest. And then it's just been really, really cool. And so, like, I'm learning about myself, too, like, how I respond, like, even in an environment like this, talking about it now. I wasn't sure if I could do this, mm -hmm. but I'm really happy that I can, you know. So, it's, like, it's, it's, it's just cool. It's, like, you're, yeah. 
Do you notice any difference? Live. I I think it's cool, too. I think it's great. Do you notice any difference from, like, how does it feel for you back years ago? You're in the van trying to be this different person. Now you can be yourself. Like, how is that for you? Oh, it's, like, the best thing ever. Just the best thing ever. Yeah, like, again, something you, you can't really put into words. But, like, and also, too, it's that much easier. Like, Kennedy is with me so much of the way and other people, you know? And just having them... You know, there's a lot of people I haven't met, a lot of queer snowboarders I haven't met yet that we communicate online a little bit or, like, we follow each other or you just be there for each other, like, even, like, uh, not in a physical sense, but, like, it, it, you know, like, it, it takes up place in your mind and it makes you comfortable. And, it like, so you can, even if you're there alone, alone, you're one of the only queer people in the room. It's still, you're, like, I'm here, you know, like, this is cool. Like, I'm not, like, I don't have to feel like I, you know, like, don't deserve this or shouldn't be here like it's like it's like and snowboarding has been so great for that so far like mm-hmm. with tanner having built out scene and it's so simple but it, it means so much to so many you know and like scene snowboarding is an instagram account that tanner started that's like all queer snowboarders to follow and like they do these meetups and like even if only 20 people show up like it, it means the world to those who can see it and who are there so it's like it's just it being something we never had before um I think it strengthens like our own community as queer snowboarders, but then also like all of snowboarding benefits so much from having this, you know, like uh, it's just better for everyone. We all can understand each other that much better. And like, just um, it's just healthier, you know, like we don't want it to be like, I don't want snowboarding to be known as some like, you know, toxic, like hot boy snowboard shit. Like that's sketchy, you know, like, and like, whatever, it's obviously like sort of birthed in that in this weird way. And even me at times, I'm still trying to be like, okay, release some of those old ways. Cause like, I sort of like grew accustomed to that and like probably perpetuated it at times, but I understand it now. And I'm like, okay, look, let's, let's change this up a little. Even if it takes time slowly for me, other people are just like, so incredibly expressive and like uh, I love them for it and it's so rad to see and I like how it's sort of like it's like in people's face you know like that it's like it's important that level of visibility is so important because then some people see it and they're probably like oh my god that person's like so gay and it's like uh, it's kind of obnoxious it's like no fuck that like it's equally as obnoxious sometimes for me to be sitting around and hear other people have conversations about, you know, their um, heteronormative, hetero relationships, you know, and they don't realize that because it's just like the status quo. Mm. And so like to have like, like to have the opposing and not opposing. And that's, it sounds like there's like some sort of, uh, you know, whatever, like it's not two sides. It's just that, to have that form and level of representation really can conquer a space and show that like, you know, like we're not going to like step down or like, or pretend to be anything else. And it's no different. It's no different than other people talking as they commonly do about like relationships or sex or um, whatever, you know? And like, so I think it's kind of important that people sort of check themselves on that and like celebrate it when people are like truly being themselves. Like it's, you know, I love that. Yeah, celebrate when people are truly being themselves. Because at the end of the end of the day, we're not different. No one, whether Mm-mm. no no matter what you're you identify as that, like why treat somebody as if they're different? 
because they're trans or whatever they identify as. Because yeah. we're not different. Yeah, we're all the yeah. same. We're not different. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like if somebody wants to be themselves, fucking be themselves. But I want And it's great because like we all have um this this thing we're really passionate about across the board. Mm-hmm. Which makes this I think it should make it easier for us. Like you uni- like uh, like all of us to be like, oh, like we're all into this, you know? We're all into this. Hundred percent. And like it comes in different shapes and sizes, but whatever, like that's interesting because mm-hmm. shit is boring. If it's just a bunch of 100%. like cab tens and like this, whatever, you know Max. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it's like, if it's the same like thing over and over from the same individuals, like mm-hmm. we've done that for 20 years. Yeah, Let's not do it. that anymore. You know what I mean? Like, like of course, like uh, celebrate progression and like, you know, talented people, but like make space for everybody. You know, because it's like their role is just as important as this one over here. That's like doing the crazy shit. You know, like now you can't pretend it doesn't exist. No, 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 and that it doesn't benefit again anyway. everybody. the The experience of snowboarding in the industry and like just like you know bringing more people into something that we all like is like it should be like number one. You know, and that's so. There's something that happens. I I've heard this come up with a bunch of of like dude dudes that I know if let's say they're talking you know a subject like this comes up or something like that right and I've heard people say you know why are they making such a big deal about it I don't care that they're gay like nobody cares that they're gay and I I mean I have my argument for that Mm. but I would love to hear your take on that because there are there's some hetero Males that will will say that will say stuff like that. Yeah, and, and I I just love to just fucking close the door on that. But I, it's I it, it, it yeah, it, it's just because literally, um, they've never been in a position where they need to feel as an outsider, and I feel like I'm not going to sit here and pretend like like I'm like a cis white male. You know, like I I I of course I'm gay, and that's come with its own hardships. But I also know what it's like to be able to just like fit in and for things to come my way. You don't sort of like have to experience those things always, you know, like not everyone. So it's really hard for them to pull themselves out of their own experience towards the other person and just see it for their own, for, for what they might might be happening and what it might feel like to hear or um, interact with these environments and like what goes on in them, you know? So it's like, I'm grateful in a lot of what, of course, like I'm so happy to be gay and like be out and like, I'm really grateful for what it's taught me, you know, like at this point in my life because it makes me I mean I hope it makes me more um compassionate to to other people you know like and being like damn that's not easy you know like and and like I definitely learn a lot quicker now that I've like come to terms with that within my own self and um being able to sort of like view others and 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 hear what they have to say and and like compassion you're like walk a mile in other people's shoes yeah yeah i mean it gets said and everyone's like grows up on that but they don't actually really practice it it always you know and it's like uh, i don't know it's 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 important i had close friends saying stuff like that to me but i think and it was frustrating because i was like they look at me as this like sometimes like they're like uh jake man like you know whatever like like he's chill or something like i can air this out with them and he's not going to take offense to it or something and i'm like that's frustrating in itself because it's like, it's almost like denying my own experience or something. A little bit. Like you're just like, nah, dude, like this has to happen, you know? 
And maybe it's going to be uncomfortable for you for a little bit, but like eventually you might figure it out. And it was uncomfortable for me at times, you know, like hundred percent, like, like, so it's like, let's get uncomfortable. Here's, here's yeah. another mm. thing too. Yeah. Well, this is an opportunity, <laughs> this is an opportunity to, to educate too, because like also one thing you got to think about when I put myself in your shoes, right? I, let's say a 16 year old Jake Kuzik, like, and there's no openly gay snowboards. You have, it's fucking terrifying. There is nobody to look up to. But now take the 16-year-old kid that's aspiring to be a pro snowboarder mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, oh shit, it's, a, it's, it's socially acceptable to be gay. Fuck yeah, like I can be myself. I don't have to live in this fucking shell. Of, yeah. like, and like that's, to fucking diminish that's import, how important that is, is you have to be a fucking idiot. Like you have to be a fucking idiot as mm. far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. you know, not to be like passionate, but like. No, 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 I appreciate that. Like it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Do you, you have know? words for 16-year-old Jake? For me? Yeah. Oh man, that goes deeper than maybe we can get in on <laughs> to on here. Cool. Yeah, uh, but. Um, or anyone just struggling with it, you know? Yeah. I, you know what? I guess it just, and it's so maybe cliche, but really important is just like recognize that your own sort of your 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 own emotions towards something like your sexuality like your, the inter- the in the inside things that no one else is going to experience except for you you have to listen to those and you have to act on those even if it's like you know take your time and don't and be safe and like and experience that like in a way that's honest but don't get wrapped up in the things that you hear from others and then create some sort of narrative in your own mind uh, because that is going to start to feel like emotions that's going to start to feel like that's how you think you feel and think, but it's not. It's like those two things are so different, you know, like, because we all know, like, whether it's a gut instinct or whatever, you know how you feel, like, towards something or what you want or, like, desire or gravitate toward. It's like, so to just sort of, like, be easy on yourself and take slow steps towards that. And 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 <clears throat> I think that's the best thing you can do. Yeah, be nice Without, yourself. like, yeah, overwhelming, you know, it's like, because I definitely did a long time of just being like, whether it was all these moving parts in my life told me that I couldn't be like this, like listened to that more than I listened to how I was really experiencing something, you know, like, so I guess that, that's probably, it. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's strong. Back um, to what Chris was saying about the people that say uh, what you were saying about the conversation. Like, why is it such a big deal? I think it's because they're scared to talk about it. And that's why they like, say it. Talk. Yeah, it's that's like an point. easy way to like be like, oh, what's the big deal? Why do we even have to talk about uh, yeah, this? Yeah, you're probably right on some level. On and some also, level. too, I, I think that they maybe they fancy themselves some like extreme forward thinking individual where they're like, why does it even have to be about sexuality? Yeah. It's like, okay, cool, man. Easy for you to say. You're like, straight and like don't gotta be dealing with this and like i mean dude even i'm going to these premieres and i'm like it's so fun i'm seeing everybody there's like no cute gay guys there like i'm like okay this is fun but like i like you guys all get to like girls and guys everybody uh, whoever they get to be there and they get to be like excited about the night and they're partying and they're like maybe gonna see and like kiss somebody cute or something fun like and i'm kind of sitting there just being like dude like this is dope but also like at some point those were always like actually some of the hardest things was like partying partying is where like you get into some of those uncomfortable situations where like you know so anyways but still yeah I you mean, go into a snowboard party you know what you're gonna expect oh yeah 
You know? So you're like, I want to go to this other place in town here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. in Munich right now or yeah. I'm in this cool city. Sun trap. Like, let's, yeah, <laughs> let's go somewhere else, yeah. man. Let's go to my, my scene here. Yeah, Everyone, yeah. let's all go to somewhere cool. Mm-hmm. And, and I got to ask personally because, you know, this is like I'm excited. I'm fucking excited chatting about this. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I want to learn, you know, with, with having friends like you and Tanner. And it's like I want to learn. And my question to you would be like, you know, simple stuff just in general, maybe with as it pertains to our like – Snowboard community, or just in general, things that people don't realize. Like, how can we be better? I don't know if that's a shitty question, but how can we how can we be better in that regard? To me, I mean, this is like I can only speak to my own in this way, and this, this is maybe a simple answer, but I think, and I've experienced this this week too, which I'm so grateful for. But like, making someone feel comfortable and like being available for them to like have the conversation about like their own experience as a queer person and not just being like I'm down and then like we never talk about it again <laughs> like it's like it's like uh, because you know uh, um my straight friend I can feel weird like always pitting them against each other or something it's not like that but but some people will talk to you about about their uh really really casually about their experience on a date or their relationship or you know who they hope to meet or who they find attractive or whatever it might be and like it doesn't always feel safe to talk about that within your own, if you're queer like you're, and you're around a lot of other people who aren't, it doesn't feel like maybe that'll be accepted in the same way. It might feel like you're walking on like eggshells a bit more and it might make everyone uncomfortable and like blah, blah, blah. So to just be like available to like hear about that and interact and like, just be cool because it's literally the exact same thing. Yeah, you need to talk <laughs> about your relationship. Yeah, it's troubles. literally the exact same yeah. thing. So, like, I think it's just being like normalizing the conversation is the is so big, and I'm like watching that in myself quite slowly, but like change. It's cool. I'm excited. Like, just it's fun. I gotta tell you, as a friend, last night you're telling us about your relationship endeavors and whatnot and i was is fucking loving it you know mm. it's awesome it's like you're just firing back and forth i mean you get more from someone when they have the ability to do that you know mm-hmm. i didn't do that for a long time and i think i was probably pretty like i mean i know people were around me kind of being like what this guy's a, like a bit locked in or something you know because i was because there's like a big piece of yourself that you don't allow mm-hmm. and so like and whether people want to realize it or not they don't want to give it the power it holds to talk about your sexuality like some important thing. It's important and it matters so much. And it's like, it's a big piece of who we are, you know? And it, it, you don't have to give it all that, but it, but, but, it, but it's healthy to understand that, you know? And you haven't been able to talk about it for years. Yeah. Yeah, so you're probably excited. Too. Yeah. Do you guys ever watch that show Sex Ed? I've been I, someone I did, told me about so this good. recently. I it's, love it's a, it's a sitcom, right? It normalizes. Yeah. It's a TV show, but it just normalizes every single type of relationship. Right. And it's so good. It's season two's out now, and it's just incredible. Oh, it? I, I yeah. haven't seen it yet, but I've heard that. Um, and I've seen some other shows. Oh, what's the other one that's like super intense? But there's like there, that it's it's in, it's really great that they're doing stuff like that yeah. now. You know, my mom watches it and she's like, "Did you see this?" And I'm like, "I didn't even watch that. You watch that? Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's good for learning yeah. too, though. And you just see everything on there, so it's really like opens opens your mind. I don't yeah, know. and it's just a great show. Of course. Yeah, another thing Tanner sent me. You know, I'm not the one to be fucking talking about this stuff, but like, whatever. Tanner, Tan- I've been trying to get more educated, and it is you know. I've realized that it is kind of my own ignorance in the sense, like you have a choice, you have a choice to either be educated or be uneducated, you mm-hmm. know? And it's, it's like having friends that you care about, like 
might as well make make the choice to mm. to be educated mm-hmm. and it, it's you know he sent this one thing um this podcast i'll put a link in the show notes that was super informative um and you know that the main takeaway is like it you know especially with people identifying as they them and mm-hmm. and trans and and people get all upset about it and they're they're angry about it but if you were to, they're not taking anything away from you like they're not Mm-mm. these people aren't by them wanting to express themselves in a certain way why not be compassionate we're all humans if that's how you want to live your life as a human why not be compassionate towards that group of people and say oh if i put myself in your shoes i understand where you're coming from okay but i back it we're we're all humans we're all the same but they're not there there's nothing that's getting taken away so yeah. it's this bizarre uh, i mean i i think it's it's you know people are so quick to feel the shame and guilt <clears throat> associated with it and i think like i'll say that's not my intention i'm not sitting here trying to like oh like this hurt me for this reason and all this like all the time you know of course like it's important you the things need to be said and you can't apologize about it but at the same time it's like i'm not sitting here trying to like shame an audience it's like it's 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 about learning and you know just move forward with it with an open mind versus being like oh i don't like how this feels fuck that you know that that's 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 what it is mm-hmm all right, buds, let's get into the uh, bomb hole of the week. Let's do this. What are we talking about here? First, we're going to talk about Volcom's patented tech, Zip Tech. What is that, buds? You know, everyone is, they like wearing bibs, right? Yeah. But it comes spring, bibs get hot. Yes, they do. What if I told you you could attach your pants to your jacket, forming a union, much like a union suit? Okay, so they have a union of the pantalones and the jacket. That's with Spanish. a zipper. Okay, with a zipper. So you don't have to have bibs to keep the snow out. You could just have Volcom ZipTech. Now, why do you want to keep the snow out, buds? Dude, it's the only way to stay warm, stay out, ride longer, have fun with the boys. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be that dude that's in the lodge, the old lodge lizard. That's true. I mean, I see guys like um, take Reed Smith, Pat Moore. They seem to constantly land on their backs and yes. just destroy the landing. Is this beneficial for well, them? And not just those guys. I get out there and rip the powder. All of a sudden, if you're not, if it's not connected with ZipTech, you got powder just flying up your your jacket. Yep. You do a heel side turn. It's going up the uh, up the jacket. Up the jacket or down the pants. Either way, it's uh, very sad, and you're going to be in the car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what kind of giveaway are we doing, buds? <laughs> so, we want to see your bales. We want to see uh, how ZipTech can help you. Sometime you've cartwheeled through the powder. We want to see your best bales. Hashtag Volcom Bomb Proof at Volcom Snow at the bomb hole. What are you going to get? I think you get a little prize pack. I believe Volcom maybe put some gear in there. You, you tell me, buds. What do you get? Uh, one of their team riders actually picks the best bale of the week, and then we will send you out the package. Let's see those bales. Hashtag Volcom Bomb Proof. Let's go. Before we change gears, I, I got to ask too, thinking about putting myself in your shoes, you grew up in a small town in uh, Canada and generally when you take a small sound town they're they're not as accepting they're they're usually um, you know sometimes very churchy sometimes very conservative um, not, definitely not as accepting of the gay community that as per se take a New York City or a bigger city for that matter you know just it's just a place mm-hmm. that like you're yeah. it's kind of known that like a, a farm town you're not going to be well accepted if you're gay, right? Yeah, now, well, I think it's just the lacking um, representation in those spaces because of, like, volume of people and then also, like, yeah, people just, you know, 
sometimes when you live in smaller areas, your life is a bit smaller. You're not experiencing as much diversity. So it's that much easier to just sort of be like viewing those things as like, uh, I don't know, inappropriate or far off or like not acceptable or welcomed, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's like, I think that's by nature, like the, the, it's just like, what happens in small places it sucks mm -hmm. not always but like but like definitely more so you know mm -hmm. and for me growing up like that yeah 100 percent. and my school i'm trying to remember properly but i feel as if there was no outwardly gay men i don't think there was any queer people in my school outwardly so where we had like discussions about it and it was also just a bunch of white kids and it was like partying and like gravel pits and getting like hammered <laughs> drunk and like dude it was like kind of fucked up but like uh, so yeah, honestly, I think er, for me in my experience early on in that moment, like it was, wasn't even an option, you know, you were just kind of like, whoa, that one's going away. Like, it was just kind of like, don't even, you know, like, so, uh, it's hard to touch on cause it was like, there wasn't much like progress happening then, mm -hmm. you know? And I was so into skateboarding and snowboarding. I had that and like, just like forced all my attention there, you know, mm -hmm. as like a way to just like stay happy and motivated and yeah do things that's that i'm gonna go therapist fucking johnson <laughs> johnson question <laughs> you. But we're no, going to oprah winfrey show yeah, this oprah, yeah, yeah. we're going full oprah vibes <laughs> now do do you think that you took that angst and that pent-up energy and that kind of like you guys like this one <laughs> i've seen this one on here <laughs> yeah, yeah, one. yeah 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 no it do, yeah of I, course i, I always ask that's why no, 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 no. i love it. i'm familiar with this question uh yeah yeah no of course man of course it's like i feel like it's like deadly obvious and it's also like um you know anyone dealing with anything that's how they usually react and it's a survival thing and i'm just stoked that i had that you know i'm, I'm really like the validation you get from being a professional snowboarder is like really great, but like it's kind of can be, uh, it can hold you back sometimes when you're like experiencing these other things, you know? Cause I was going through this being like, well, I'm like pro and this is insane and I'm so happy and I have all these great friends. And I travel the world and I'm like paid, like, what do you got to cry about or something? But you know, that's not, that's not how we work. You know, like you have to, like, I don't know. There's just, you just have to be realistic and like that, that, that's just like a, yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, certainly turning to obsessing about frames of how a back lip is filmed <laughs> is significant. up a lot of time up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, more healthy than drugs. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm really grateful. So grateful that I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just my personality, but I, I never really got into drugs or I don't even drink that much. I've had one and a quarter of these pub beers since I've been here. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but I, I, yeah, I like, uh, yeah, I'm grateful for that because that is how a lot of people deal with stuff, you know? So I don't know. Well, I think it could be a good time to, uh, whack your first smell and salt. Yes. Mm. Straight off the gay talk it, it, to yeah, this is a perfect smell salt. Good little uh, gear gear change. How do you, do you just crank it? You squeeze it like just pinch it and it'll break. Oh just fuck! Snap. I'm gonna try my best to like just give it a good whiff. Don't be scared. I there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you kept it silent. <laughs> it worked so hard. <laughs> 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 
Like, send it around. Send it around the corner. <laughs> Holy fuck. I good. tried. It's like on my fingers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll pick you up for the second well, it's, half. It's, it puts tears in your eyes yeah, pretty quickly, it does. that stuff. It does. That's like uh, oh. doing drugs, but not really. Were you guys mad that I didn't get the tears going, so you just had to get it on your own? You're yes. like, Yeah, we had to force a tear. With yeah, you were like, <laughs> fuck. Okay. Make them cry. We're going to have to make this guy. The get the <laughs> Where's the salt? Chop some goddamn onions. <laughs> <laughs> we do, people don't actually cry. We just have Paul, our editor, chopping onions chopping in while we talk. <laughs> That's our go-to move. Someone won't cry. Bring in the onions. <laughs> Bring in the onions. Bring in the onions. Oh. So um, let's talk about this oh. fucking back of yours, dude. That ba- This fucking asshole of a back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, my back has been hurting a bit for... A little while, but I mean, I, it's been, I think, okay, when you're snowboarding every day and you're like jumping off shit and you're not like, whatever, you're just doing it and you're young, you're not even not stretching enough and you're not doing all the things you know you're supposed to do now. Um, it just seems like you're like, yeah, my back kills. Okay. I literally just like jumped off a two story building. Of course it hurts, you know? And so then I would just kind of go with that for a while. And, um, I think that was kind of a long time coming. And the symptoms just in the last sort of year and a half, sort of like right around filming Evergreen, <laughs> they just sort of like started to get to a point where I couldn't just like push through them anymore. And I was seeking help and um, through different like practitioners and stuff. Um, and it felt like it was getting better. You know, I have highs and lows and um, Evergreen was kind of tough. I, I was hurt for like a full month that year and I had never been hurt before. Um, yeah. But I like had I had like never been injured with anything that took me out uh, for a significant amount of time prior to that, which I'm super lucky, you know. Like I, you hear about all the time, and so missed like a part of the year with Evergreen and was really bummed. And yeah, and then so it kind of was just bugging me all through that summer, um, leading into fall. I sort of got some like feeling a bit better, and I was like doing like a lot of strength training and sort of found like an avenue that felt like it was working and was. I was feeling like quite on top of it. Um, and so going into this last winter, which would have been like when, like, like December, 2022 or, or no, 20, what am I saying? 2020. Uh, I was just like, I'm feeling better. We had just done the torment article and obviously there was like a big release with that um, at that time. And I was just excited. Like I was like, so much had felt like it had changed in my life and my back felt like it was getting better. And I was just like, made a lot of plans you know we had like organized this video that is called super glue and at the time i was just like here we go it's covid but like we're gonna be in canada it's gonna be like me kennedy jed hayden wrench small crew like yeah it was yeah yeah shout out hayden the best editor filmer but like yeah and so like we we i was just feeling this way where i was like so ready to just like hit it really hard and i had to sort of make it a lot of big plans and and through that put a lot of pressure on myself i think in ways that i didn't quite realize um while my injury wasn't all the way better but was just being quite ambitious and just like just trying to stay in it uh and then january came i had went to visit my mom for a while during christmas time it was crazy lockdown we pretty much just like drank and like ate christmas food and like chilled for five days uh and something happened i had like a really crazy flare-up on the fly like on the flight home 
and it was bad. And I just, my back was like really messed up for pretty much the entire winter from like January 1st, which was actually when they started filming. They didn't start filming until January 1st and they ended filming uh, before March. So there was only two months to film for soup. Like they only filmed for this video for two months. And I was like in my worst shape that whole time. Buds, you're still clear in the eyes. From yeah, this. I <laughs> I'm like, I know, man, my back. No. <laughs> but, very emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but like, yeah. Um, it, uh, <laughs> it was just like, it just sucked, dude. Like, it's just like, and, and you know, it's easy. Midwinter, the stress, the plans, the promises. It can get crazy. And, like, I think I just kind of, like, ran myself around with that. And um, it was rough. I, I, I was out all winter. You know, I could – some days I was having a hard time out there, like, even just doing the simplest things. And But it, it fluctuates. Like, some days I could do it. I had a couple of weeks where I sort of tried to film and it didn't really work. And it was just – it like, it would just get worse every time I got to a moment that felt like I could have maybe got, like, a shot that was good enough. It was just, like – one fall, bad impact out for another week or something. It was just, it was weird. It's hard to talk about because it's the first time I've ever had to really navigate anything like this. And um, at a time where I probably have like the most appreciation I've ever had for what I'm doing and feel the most inspired. So it's like, it sucks. <laughs> but uh, that being said, I did some things this summer just like, continued on with my recovery and like seeing like a personal trainer and uh, you know the whole thing but uh I did some PRP therapy in my back if you guys know about it. actually Bob talked about that right? yeah they're like these um they remove your blood um they spin it in this like thing this machine thing and then it separates like the plasma rich platelets from the rest of the blood they inject that into the location where they believe or like this part of your body that they think is like where the tissue damage is to try and like it regenerates tissue. It takes a long time. So I did that through the summer uh, over three months. I did three injections and every time you get an injection, you're kind of out for like almost three weeks and then you're doing the next one a week later, basically. So for all of the summer, I basically didn't skate. I didn't film because I was just doing this process of this thing and it, it was like a long frustrating one you know like just whole summer you can't you just can't really use your body much and like because i was like on a very specific diet to try and help um uh you know aid the process and like all these things like it just like it was a very intense uh process and i probably was going pretty ham on it i like to like i'm like what's you know if i'm gonna do it i want to do it as best as i can to try and heal the best i can and so it was, it was, um, yeah, it was a weird summer, but that being said, I am feeling better, but still, I just, I'm going to take it slow. I think, cause I, I definitely wound myself up last fall and put a lot on my own, just sort of like uh, mind. And I, I think that for this winter, I'm just trying to be like, okay, just be out there with your friends and like get the things you can get and like you know, take your time and build it up slowly versus just trying to like smash out the door. And like, you know, I just really wanted to film a really, really, really good video part. And I felt like I was like equipped for it. And so it it's definitely, it was, uh, damaging to like not have that. It was just like really frustrating, especially when you're just like driven and you're like, Oh, I just want to do it right now. So this winter, I just have to be a little, a little, a little easier, I think. And, um, 
and just keep working at it. And yeah, but I've been it. skating so stuff lately. One thing I do got to ask what, um, cause you know, injuries can be resulted from physical and you mentioned stress, which is kind of, it's not physical. It's more mm-hmm. em- maybe emotional. Yeah. Um, what percentage do you, do you think they each played a part in it? Like, do you, do you think that your back injury was because of strictly falling or do you think you kind of touched on it, but do you think it's also a big part of it's the stress, the, the mental, oh, a huge part of it is stress, especially at different times when it's been this long of a period, you know, your mind goes through these crazy things where you're like, you're waking up every day. Like literally there'd be like mornings where I would be like on the mat at my house in my apartment for like day 300 in a row doing like the list of different strength exercises and mobility exercises and I'm just like on this mat day 300 or some shit and I'm like what the fuck like this is crazy and you can yeah it can like really wear you down you know like so it, it yeah injuries are nuts I never really dealt with them before, obviously, like I was saying. And now that I am, you sort of have to, like, learn a lot about yourself through them. And, like, again, be easy on yourself. But, um, yeah, it, it's a tough one to answer that question because I don't know when it's one or the other, you know. You try and you do your best, but it's, it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's really tough. Especially backs. Backs, like, uh, infamously are just this really, like, mysterious uh, to my understanding, they just seem like there's a lot of unknowns and it's like different doctors and specialists will tell you like all different things, mm-hmm. but I'm not I, like my injury isn't like insane. Like I'm not like, I don't need like surgery or anything yeah. like that. Like, it's just like, it's just like, it's just annoying. Like, dude, that shit, when that shit hurts, it's really hard to do anything. You, you know? can't like, even cough with a hurt back. Sometimes yeah. Or I like, didn't drink for anything. like, for like months, you know, like things like this. I was just going like so ham on it. Like, and so at some point you need to, find a balance that's kind of why i came here for this trip was because i was just like dude i've been home for a year and a half injured i want to see my friends like i want to go have fun i want to just like get reconnected with people because it's just like i need it so bad you know like so and it's been good for that it's been so good like amazing the half cab flips are hitting i'm feeling not bad yeah, those are they're folding over. They're, <laughs> like they're actually, I was pretty hyped on that one. They're kind of like they're doing the. They're not. I hope those stick around though. If they're going somewhere, I'm pretty bummed. The hard flips <laughs> are hitting. That's kind of new. The front bigs are always there. Yeah, we haven't seen a back three out of you on the skateboard though. Let's go. Is it raining? Uh, hard it to looks say. Sunny we, out right we've now. been in the hole yeah, for a while. Yeah, we, we got, got everything to say. closed up in here. I it's see some sun. Say. Oh, you do. Sun it kind of looks like it's coming through. The eye of the storm, I think, just came through. Absolutely. So um, we're going to get into a little section of the show we call Hot Takes. So we ask these pretty much universally. Who do you got for the greatest of all time, both both male and female, of snowboarding? Oh, you got to give us a name you can't dodge. I know. It's so hard. See, this question, I've tried to think about it, and it's really hard for me because, like, my I don't even really think, you know, like, what he represents in, in sport, like, doesn't really equate to snowboarding in my mind not terry um yeah i don't know maybe mikey to me mikey leblanc yeah big mike yeah 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 uh yeah probably (sighs) yeah mikey like i just think like especially for my time when i was a kid and just like everything around him especially like i love videos and stuff and making them and he made videos and he was the star and like 
He's just the sickest. Steezy bastard. Like <laughs> Very steezy. That's a fucking great answer. Yeah. That is a great answer. Yeah. Mikey, Mikey for like, and just to this day, like he's just, he's the coolest. Like he's just, he just is such a down to earth rad guy. And I think he's had like a, you know, he, he's changed a lot too. And like, it's so wicked. Um, I had such a nice conversation with him at the premiere. It was like, actually like, I was like, he loves this shit, dude. dude he's he, such he a rad really, dude. really loves oh, man. snowboarding. I was like, standing there talking to him like i'm 31 now and i was like still in my head being like i can't believe mikey leblanc is talking to me about this right now like i was like that's so at a rad video yeah too <laughs> and he's like hyped like i was like this is the sickest thing i've ever you know he's um, a national treasure of snowboarding though we, we needed to make sure yeah national treasure is maybe a better label does a does but, a great uh, job yeah we got to take care of him but then <clears throat> uh for like with it for men and then like in the modern day let's say it's like Louis to me like solid he's probably had one of the biggest impacts on yeah um, on how i do stuff um what do you think about when lewif didn't get last part in these days out of curiosity oh i wasn't in it enough then to like like obviously i was like this is kind of weird that was back when people were like there's jump footage it's got to be the last part you know like there was all these rules i think that's what went on there um i like to say it's one of the biggest mistakes ever made in the history of <laughs> <laughs> there's a few there yeah uh yeah yeah for sure i mean it's the best it's such a good part i watch it still <laughs> that's what they use as a scapegoat is the whole jump thing oh totally especially then spun and there was probably like, like way more sponsor crap yeah. involved and who knows but uh yeah and then as far as women hmm i've i mean like it's it's interesting because I've always just been like, there's just certain people that excite me and it's not to say always like what it's one thing or the other. Like they're not like, it's like the MJ that's so crazy. But like, uh, like I remember being so down for Priscilla Levesque. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, she's in love, hate. And then, um, I mean, Hannah's been around forever and she's just doing it. So she's just like, so sick. Um, I currently worship Kennedy, you know, <laughs> like Kennedy deck. Um, I just love how she moves and the things she does. And uh, yeah, and it's early for her. There's still so much cool stuff we're going to get. Yeah, women's snowboarding is in like the best place ever right now. Or sorry, I shouldn't say it. I mean, I'm sure there's things that could get much, much better. But I, I'm really happy to see where it is. You know, it's like, it's cool. It's really cool. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, for moving on for hot takes, if you could go heli boarding with three people, who would it be? Heli boarding? Just for fun. Like you're going like, imagine you're, good times. you're getting dropped off in a helicopter okay. and it's like good times. Dan. Um, Dirt bike Dan? Yeah. Oh man. Blake. Three. Hang. There's only one more seat. You better pick wisely. It's got to be someone ridiculous. I don't know. <laughs> it would be really funny to have like I don't know maybe we'd have like Hayden filming or Carlino or somebody ridiculous like that that would just be like extra hilarious like just make it so good I don't know that's a weird one I like I've never been heliboarding so like, <laughs> it's, like it's really fun yeah 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 I've been inside one we yeah. I went to that bald face lodge once but like uh, it's like uh that was it um I don't know man those guys. That's a solid answer. Yeah. Yeah. I got a new one. I got a new one for hot takes. Who is most underrated? New shit. I mean, Mark Wilson's pretty underrated. 
like really underrated in my opinion those who know know and like give it up all day but i think people like he's been doing really good stuff for a really long time in a way that like is really really well well executed but um yeah mark there's others but yeah last last question stir the pot a little bit worst (laughs) real trick what do you got like to this day like swivels are just i can't do it anymore (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just like i mean but that's obvious and i feel like nobody even does it um a really bad like board slide or like sort of like blunt slide 270 thing is just so bad when it's like so bad it's bad you know what i mean like when people just kind of like shit one out and you're like no like <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it's, like, it, but, but it's like because it just looks so like you know what i mean i, I don't know it, it happens it's <laughs> a great answer do you know man. what i mean and it's oh, such yeah. a simple trick it's like a burger or something mm-hmm. it can be like so good like, or Tommy's, so bad Tommy's like it's like you're like you know, do Gesme in good sport where he's like loaded up for like, yeah, ha- you can't like, be seeing those. Yeah. And then like somebody over here is just like crumbing one. Like it's yeah. like, it's like no good. I hate to say, I'm going to say uh, some of the old tech nine videos might be some of the worst board slide two seventies. They were just hot back. <laughs> they, then, were, right? they were, they were, as that a photographer, like, never a fan. That of was like <laughs> of an era though. Yeah, like, you are, know, like they're actually so bad. They're dude, good. Like Mikey did this really sick one. It's like totally different, but Mikey did this really sick one. He does like switch lip two seventy on that red rail with the little kink on yep. the end. And he's like, like pretty much lands like more than sideways. It's like, <laughs> like all the way to the concrete. And I'm like, damn, it looked dope doing that. You know, like Mark Frank Montoya. I mean, I think even like Justin had some deadlong. Shout out deadlong. All right. I got to ask, uh, what board are you riding these days and how do you set it up? I, I, so I have a pro model with K2. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called the medium, but uh, I had it for a couple of years actually. And, um, what kind of flex we talking with this thing? It's a bit of a stiff one, but not really. It's like, it's like an all around. The whole thing with the board is that I really like to have one snowboard that just kind of can do it all. And I know obviously that's like kind of unrealistic, but, but I actually just stick to this thing in like any environment. I just prefer it. I'll size up or size down. I just like the feeling of like one snowboard that's going to function pretty good in like in all environments. So this thing's like really just like fairly traditional camber, not a ton. And like, um, it's a bit stiff for some, but I, I, I quite like it. It's still like, you can go fast on it and like, um, get some good snap, but like I ride it in the street too. And like a 55 even, um, yeah. And then what are you talking angles? Yeah. Angles detune. I kind of, Oh yeah. I detune my edges with a file and I do this thing where I only, I do the, like take pretty much all the nose and tail off and then along the like whatever effective edge I just like only uh go like a finger like I like like put my finger on the top of the or like the base and then just like just pull it I don't like round it or anything so it just sort of like changes the 90 degree to like a new angle but it's still like sharp mm-hmm. I figure if you're like on a rail and you're going like this you're like hooking up and going down anyways so you might as well just like keep some edge somewhere but uh so I do that and then it's gibologist right there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember where I got that from. Gibology somebody G one oh one. Somebody. You can actually take his master class, you'll he'll uh, give you I a can't believe I have a degree, a degree now. It's amazing. <laughs> but uh yeah. <laughs> uh and then for angles, I don't actually know how to say angles. I have like the I have the front 
is like five ticks, and so then you the, go by clicks. Yeah, so I that'd, be, three that'd be degrees. three, so fifteen. I think it's fifteen, and then I think that the back one is two outward, six. like negative six. Yeah, six, yeah. There we go. So I think that's how that I'm rocking it. Base pristine in the streets. I mean, I'm definitely nightly. like a bit obsessive over keeping it good. I I sometimes wax it lots. Uh, I definitely wax almost every day on the mountain. I once heard that if you wax a board a ton right away, it like hardens the base and makes it go way faster. So I just, when I get new boards, I mean, it could just be total bullshit, but I like wax the hell out of it every day and scrape it and everything. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then I, and then what else, are there other? Well, I got to ask too, cause I, I'm not sure. I think like as a beginner, a lot of people enjoy like a really soft flex. And mm. I think it's cool to talk about, you know, as you, as you get better at snowboarding, why a stiffer flex is more conducive in some ways. Yeah, I mean, it's harder to learn on, right? Because you have to respond with your body way more to the snowboard. But once you can kind of get to a level where, like, you're strong enough and confident enough to move a snowboard, con- yeah, like, like strongly, like, it's, 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 it's total game changer. And you want that support that comes from a really stiff snowboard or, like, a somewhat stiff snowboard. I still like to, like, butter and stuff a lot. Like, sort of, like, just spin around and tic-tac and, like, be able to move quick. So I don't want anything insane, but I definitely like camber. Like, I can't do like a, anything else really at this point because um, it just pops, you know, you'd feel it. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. Also, it looks cool. Like I can't stand seeing a snowboard in the air. That's like just doing this <laughs> like in a, in a, you do yeah, the, you the photos. It. Yeah, it's crazy. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Like to me, but like you see just like a traditional round twin tip, the sick grab. And it's just like, I got to me, it's that snowboard classic. in the air looks so good. Yeah. Like, I like at this point I'm willing to struggle through what literally we'll be like riding backcountry and like powder and I'm all like I'm on this board because like the photos will look dope <laughs> like like and like it's kind of sucks to ride on it but like I'll see other not it doesn't suck to ride on it it's it's maybe a bit harder but like uh than like some sort of like super um powder specific shape yeah but I'm like I'm not really like how people's feet look when they're all back on it and the nose is all uh, like I just think a traditional snowboard looks super good so. Mm-hmm. I kind of just maybe like punish myself through that one a bit sometimes, but yeah, smart. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you, like when you get the photo and the thing looks right, it's makes you feel something good. Something be said. You know, it's interesting. I detuned the shit out of my nose and tail for doing like nose blunts on the snow and stuff. Mm. And I remember Louis. I think it was him. Somebody was watching me detune, and they were making fun of me so bad. Like, Why are you detuning? for ripping it off? I mean, Louis doesn't. He, I mean, there's like it's funny. I don't even think I've asked him that. He's like actually my friend. But there was like always the rumor where you're like he doesn't touch him. There's like he just leaves it, dude, and like everyone's like, maybe he does. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he detunes. He pulls him out the package and just goes. Huh? Yeah, I've seen latex do that same shit though. Oh, shit. That's based on just laziness and nothing yeah. else. Like <laughs> you know what's amazing about Jed? This is like going back to Jed. He doesn't want to put the time in. Yeah, yeah. I seen Jed not snowboard all fucking summer. <laughs> it was the year he did that VG part where he had last part, and it was like um, he cabbed two backlips that rail in my town, and um, it's. Fuck, I forget which VG it's called. Anyway, he uh, he literally, like, his first time snowboarding of the year, he pulled the shit out of the plastic, like, on a trip and was, like, setting up a board and hadn't even snowboarded. And he's literally fucking just getting into some hogs. Like, <laughs> right, like hadn't even, no warm-up, like, or preseason I mean, dude, rail, even when no he detune. He, he, he filmed his, like, video part with um, Meyer and Adidas. Um, like, I don't think he had touched his snowboard for a year and a half or something. Yeah. And I heard stories because I think like Dylan told me he like Ojo he like met up with them and he was like 
at the top of some crazy like Z kink rail and he just like was like this feels crazy like <laughs> strapping in like hadn't even like seen like his board in so long and then he just was like right away switchboards up like I don't think it was in the part but it's totally nuts like I've seen the footage and like we all obviously know what happened after that like he just filmed ill shit <laughs> as far as other sponsors we talked about the board what uh what other gear are we rocking with these days yeah, K2 uh, has a binding as well called the Formula. And they like, I just really like that binding a lot because it's really, really simple and straightforward and it like never breaks on me or anything because there's just like no real gadgets to it. Like it's just really simple, um, traditional, I suppose. And then um, they kind of help let me design like a color and um, often like the graphic is associated with my board graphic on that binding and stuff. Um, so that's kind of my setup is like Formula on a medium. And I've been riding that for like 12 years, that binding, nothing else. Like rarely, it's kind of crazy. But, uh, and then for boots, uh, I'm kind of always on a Vans high standard um, or a high standard pro. I've been riding like the high standard pro lately and I really like it. And I'll probably ride that next because that's Cole's boot. Um, Kennedy has a really dope boot that comes in sizing like for everybody basically no matter like how your foot is sort of like shaped which is cool public boot looks sick yeah the public boot does look sick um yeah so it's just like probably probably bounce between kennedy and cole's boot on vans there uh and then what are we talking for outerwear any anything else any uh thing cooking in the uh outerwear? just like vans apparel stuff you know yeah they got some jackets and shit that we wear what about we're gonna see like a rock star and kennedy drink? has a pant coming out that's really cool with that's them sick. yeah it's probably rock that what about you gonna you gonna be rocking like a rock star energy drink patch on the like on the head? I think I'm yeah. They're probably gonna call after we do this interview. <laughs> 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 no, I've never had any like offers for anything like that. Which like I'm stoked because it doesn't it makes that one easy. I don't have people like would you do it? I'm like well they don't call me so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, but uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't I just like having freedom, and I think that those sponsors can come with a lot of like sacrifice mm -hmm. so i wouldn't really be interested in that so no <laughs> we kind of breezed over this but um i think we should definitely brief people on your skateboarding we're gonna say body of work let's beat that word to death lately <laughs> uh your all your skate videos that you filmed and edited the people need to be able to find these these hogs so where's the best place to find them yeah some of the older ones that i made are are on youtube just like on my private or not my like my personal youtube account and it's just my name. Um, and then the newer stuff is on Vimeo. I, I don't know why. I kind of like split it up. But it's a, a bunch of the new stuff's on Vimeo. Um, some of the like newer ones that or like the bigger ones, I guess, that people have maybe seen is like I made this video for Spitfire recently called Kickback. And Jed's in it actually. And like a Dustin and Landon and like a bunch of my friends like in Vancouver. And then also we linked with like some guys in the States and they came up and visited us and um, yeah, so it's cool. It's like, it was a sweet opportunity to do that. And then um, previous to that, we made a Vans video called Courtesy that was uh, released on Thrasher. And like, that was probably the biggest thing I actually ever worked on. That was like really crazy, like a budget and like tons of skaters and like team managers. And like, it was like a, that was like a wild one. And, and like, you know, again, it was, like, all my friends because all of them, like, skateboard for vans in Canada. And it was, like, specific to Canada. But then we skated a bit with, like, uh, like Cater was in that video. And, like, um, 
It was wild. It was cool. Yeah. And then and then another one I made before that was called the Annie Social Video for the Annie Social oh, Shop for, in yeah, Vancouver. Dude, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. It's an old one now. Mm-hmm. I mean it's like probably seven years old. But uh oh, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh that was like one of my more favorite ones. And that video I worked on for three years. I which is weird. Like yeah, three years for a, a shop video. VX. All VX. I was the pretty much only filmer and like some other friends. Uh and it just took forever. The guys were in some of the guys lived in Montreal. I lived in Vancouver. We were just like traveling lots. We went to New York. Um bunch of places. It was really cool. Well, beautiful. We'll throw a link to all these in the YouTube description and the show notes if you're listening. Mm-hmm. Um, now, before we we get out of here, too, we gotta ask, man, who you, you gotta throw some thank yous out to some people. Oh yeah, the sponsorships for sure. Vans, K two, Howell, Daryl. I feel like didn't get mentioned enough in this, but yeah, Daryl is the absolute best. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> a it. short list, but yeah, there's so many people, man. I mean, obviously, my family. Uh, it's like, where do you stop once you start doing this? Kevin Casillo at Vans, um, the Hacker Brothers. Uh, I mentioned Dave Bernie once already. He helped me so much initially. I had a good pal, Andy Larkin, got me sponsored for my first thing when I was really little. I got on Elm when I was like 13. You remember that hat company? They mm-hmm. might still exist, actually. Yeah. Dude, yeah, all the people at Vans that helped out with like organizing, like doing products with us. They're so cool there. That's like a crazy opportunity that we've gotten to do some of us now. And like, it's, it was so rad. Um, Brian Fox has helped me so much in the past. Um, all those guys. I mean, I don't know. Where do we go? That's Anyone it. Anyone you miss, no. they know. Right? Yeah, exactly. Anybody that you miss, I hope knows. they know. I mean, or if you know that maybe they'll do one of these things and realize how much your mind goes yeah. completely blank Dude, once it comes down actually doing it. But yeah. <laughs> well, I think you did a great job. I had a blast chatting with you. Yes. Thank you. You guys too. That was fun. It's crazy to do this. <laughs> it's cool. You guys have like really built out something insane. And I didn't even, like I knew it was big now, but I didn't know to the level that you have it at. And it's, it's amazing. Like a, I'm I'm just happy to have like gotten to do a little piece of this and yeah, hopefully people like it and whatever it's cool. Oh yeah, people they're gonna you're gonna get a lot of love. <laughs> and so thank you so much to everybody that listened. If you don't already, don't forget to subscribe whatever platform you're on. Um, and thank you so much if you're a Patreon member. And I don't know, man, this community just feels like it keeps getting stronger and and better. So thank you guys for listening and watching each and every week. And we will see you next week over and out from the bomb hole.